This is Turn on the Jets Film Room, your weekly extensive breakdown of New York Jets X's and O's. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Blewett. Stop route in the middle curl. I actually like to throw from Dawn. Maybe I want to see him get rid of the ball a little bit sooner as he sees a soft coverage, but I like how he leads him outside. Great freaking snag. That's a snag, man. And former Texas Tech All-American, current Arena League coach, and the hero of the Monday Night Miracle, Marcus, Marcus Coleman. Coleman. And he's finished off again by Coleman. You got to hand it to Marcus Coleman. He made the play earlier to pick it off in front of Gadsden, and then he read the eyes of the quarterback here. That interception is his third of the game, and that ties a Jets team mark. On Turn on the Jets Digital. And you are listening to another edition, the 25th edition of TOJ Film Room. Um, I am your host, along with Marcus Coleman. Uh, and we are going to have an interesting show, uh, kind of a game of tale of two sides of the ball. The offense played really well for the most part. Defense was uh, abysmal um, on multiple levels, blown defenses, penalties, and things like that. And we're, of course, going to get into that. Uh, we appreciate the, the support. A lot of people listened and, and watched last week, and that's obviously has to do with the Jets playing really well and Sam Donald playing really well, so we hope that continues. Um, we appreciate that. Like I said, TOJ, Space Film, Space Room on iTunes, uh, YouTube, just type in Turn on the Jets, and you'll find us there. Uh, Twitter, I'm at JoeRB31, and Marcus is at PatchMC42 with no spaces. Um, like I said, I'll be doing reviews and you know, showing players strengths and weaknesses and write-ups and all that stuff during the offseason. So uh, you can look forward to that. Both college players, um, free agents, and Jets players will definitely be re- reviewing uh, Donald and Adams. Um, and for a late Christmas present to us, you could please leave us a review on the iTunes. Not on YouTube. Some people got confused when they try to leave a, re- a review on YouTube. It's not, our, it's not on YouTube. You just go to the podcast that leave that review. Uh, so you appreciate that. Um, but other than that, I hope everybody had a merry uh, Christmas and a good holiday season. I uh, hope you have a good New Year's as well, uh, Marcus. I hope you did as well. Yeah, I did, yeah, I did, man. I'm just I'm glad that it's quiet now. Like we were talking <laughs> about earlier, like yeah. I mean, I like being around the fam, but sometimes it gets, you know, you have a especially if you. I mean, I, I you have, have a limit. A, yeah, I don't have a yeah, I have a limit. I don't have a huge family. My wife has a huge family, mm-hmm. so you got like kids running around and all that kind of stuff. I'm just mm-hmm. like, yo, just I need some peace and quiet. Yeah, yeah. So That's it was good though. It was fun. Yeah. Same thing with my family, too. My family is like 15 people at a party. My girlfriend's family is like 150. Well, maybe that's right. a little bit of exaggeration, <laughs> but it feels like that because you can't even breathe. People are so close to you um, because there's not enough room in one house. But, yeah, that's kind of what it is for me, too. I, it's, I, I love the holiday season for the first two hours of my family's house, but after those two hours, I'm like, okay, I need to get back to my house watching some football, some film, chilling, doing whatever, um, playing some Xbox, whatever you want to do. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's – um, I'm glad it's over. Uh, Jets obviously got gave the gave us an early Christmas present with uh, competing in a really really good game that went into overtime, and then they end up losing. And now and and the freaking Raiders. Thank you God. Uh, that that was awesome. Another gift uh, on what Christmas Eve, where the Jets moved up from four to three, and they can still even if both the Jets and the Niners lose this week uh, with strength of schedule and how it works out, they're so closely. Um, like contested for that second spot. So we get to hope a couple teams win. Uh, the Jets will get up to number two picks. So, um, yeah, it's, that, that was great. Um, in terms that, of this is that, game. Is that really a gift? 
having a number yep. two pick? Is that really a gift? Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now, it, is it a gift before the season? <laughs> if that's an early Christmas present, like before December came in September, like here is a number two pick. That's what you're going to have this season. I'm going to be like, crap. Like I watch a, bit, a lot of bad football, but now that it's over, I got through all the crap. Yeah, it's good. Um, and I okay. think for – and, you know, you you know, going into a team and with NFL teams, I think the Jets coming in, uh, whether they be they, they fire their GM and their coach, uh, I think it's an attractive job. I, I think with $100 million in cap space, a top three pick, and Sam Darnold playing the way he has this season, especially over the last three weeks, I think it's a, that's, a, that's a hard job to kind of look over. Um, I think the Browns are probably number one right now. I think the Jets might be number two. Uh, a lot of people say that the Packers, and I, I get it, they have Rodgers, but Rod, they don't have Rodgers at 35, 36 years old. Um, yeah, yeah. No, even just everything that I read. I mean, I mean, from the, if I look at the big picture of it, I do yeah. like. I'd have to probably say, yeah, I'd have to agree with you. That probably Cleveland is probably the better job right now because mm-hmm. they have, they just as a whole, they have more talent than the Jets do right now. For sure, uh, yeah. yeah. The Jets have talent, but they've got a ton of cap, you know, a ton of cap space, mm-hmm. like you said. So that that is probably the second best job, you know, as of right now. Um, but Arizona's not actually not a bad job either. They'll tell you, say you true. They actually have more talent than people than people think. Just it's weird. They have a lot yeah. of pro ballers and really good players yeah. that just me- they don't mesh together. It's kind they of it's, yeah. it's weird, right? See, and that it goes back to that is a whole another topic for discussion. Where when you pick players, you have to pick players that like fit what the coach is trying to do. And yeah. in some organizations, where the general manager is just picking all the players, and he has no fucking clue <laughs> my language. No, it's okay. About you know scheme wise, no, because that, that actually kind of pisses me off. About you know what kind of defensive or offensive scheme yeah. you know the coaches are trying to run, and they just like you know based off of numbers mm-hmm. and you know things like that. And then they just figure that the coach is supposed to just you know turn them into a totally different player all of a sudden. That's yeah. what's going on there, kind of going on in Arizona right now. Yeah, you know no, and they have guys like like Chandler Jones, who's a, who's a monster. Um, they got they have some definitely good de- defensive pieces. Buchanan, they have got a couple of good guys on that on that team. Um, but yeah, the Jets like a lot of people talk about the Packers like it's like bar none the number one or two. Listen, man, they they don't got they don't have a ton like they have Adams. They have some players on defense, yeah. but they don't have a lot. And and Rodgers, listen, if you're looking for if you're going to be a GM. And you want long-term success? He's only going to be there for another what, maybe four or five years. Four or five years, he's playing at a top level. So, like, I get it, but yeah. I, I'm not going to say like he's not Rodgers of five, six years ago. You know, so. Nah. Um, I mean, they just, they just, just because of the organization and his history, they do have some pieces. Like, yeah, you said. yeah, for sure. They, they always have a ton of injuries, especially on the O line, which is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I've been watching football, how they always have O line injuries. It's the weirdest thing. But, I mean, but they're probably. I mean, yeah, they're probably third. I mean, they're third or fourth. I mean, mm-hmm. between them and Arizona, I'd probably say they're third or fourth. But Cleveland's definitely yeah. first. I think, you know, the Jets got, like I said, is probably second, yeah. Well, Cleveland with, like, Joe Boltonio and uh, Zeitler or whatever, that interior offensive line, I just saw a stat. There's only five players in the NFL uh, on offensive line who have allowed five or less pressures, and three of them are the interior linemen of the, the Browns. The Browns, They're so looking yeah. at Baker Mayfield, who has a, a good offensive line, good playmakers on the outside with Callaway and Landry. That's not even mentioning the defense and the running backs, too. You got Chubb, you got Duke Johnson, you have their freaking yeah. defense with Ogba and Garrett and Kirksey and Collins and all these guys. And uh, whoever that linebacker, the, the, uh, the white middle linebacker they got, too. Uh, I forget his oh, name. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. Um, um, he's, he's good, good player, too. Though. And then you yeah, got some good, good corners, you got some good safeties. They got good teams. Yeah. So I think they're one. I, I think mean, the Jets are two. You know what? Um, Honestly, if I was Cleveland, I wouldn't even mess with it. I'd leave Greg Williams as the head coach. Yeah, they were saying him or Kitchens, and then just and then just whoever's the 
So right. So, I, yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out and get anybody else. I leave it. I leave it. I leave it as is, and I go. Yeah, out of Kitchens and Williams. I aren't they five and one? I think they're five and one since Hugh Jackson has left. So why yeah. would you even mess with that? That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't even touch it. I just if if I'm what's the owner's name? Phil, whatever. Flying uh, J. That's what I call him. If he okay. goes because <laughs> he owns he owns all the. I think that's right. Yeah, he owns all the the Flying Jays or whatever. If I was him, I'd go in the office, close the door, break out a quarter. Flip a coin and just keep mm-hmm. it. <laughs> just keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's more willing to be, who's willing to be the number two in that job. But I don't know why you mess with the team who's five and one right now. I think if they had these coaches from the beginning of the year, and obviously it depends on the Baker's development, how quickly that came. But um, they're probably a playoff team. Yeah, they're close no, to being no. playoff right now. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're close. I mean, mm-hmm. they are close. So I, yeah, I wouldn't even touch that. Um, but for the yeah for the Jets, I would say they're probably number two. They got they have Adams. They have you know Leo. Whatever you think about them, they still have to sign him. They got Adams. They got Avery Williamson. They got Robbie Anderson. They got a Nunwa who if they still have to resign. They got Herndon who's playing really really well right now. So they have some young pieces. Um, they have the franchise quarterback as as it looks like right now. And I I Donald was the number one quarterback before the draft. I think he's gonna be the best quarterback out of this draft. I'm not just saying I'm a Jets fan. That's legitimately what I think from what I've seen. I think yeah. if you give Donald what what Baker has in Cleveland, give him years to develop because he is a lot younger. He played a lot less in college um, with that talent that Baker has. I think you're going to see him be, be the better quarterback. I think Baker um, it just doesn't have that top-end talent like Donald has. Donald doesn't have any weaknesses really. But um, let's let's go to the game. Like I said, Jets are picking three now. Um, like a great, great game in terms of like, listen, the, the, the good – players from this game were the guys on offense, the young players on offense, and that was good to see, obviously, with guys like McGuire and Herndon and, and Robbie Anderson playing well, obviously Donald as well, so that was good to see. And um, then, But then in defense, you look at the defense, it was, it was a, honestly, it was one of the worst defensive performances you'll see because there's really no positives. There's very few positives from this defense, but let's get into it. Um, we'll do the duds first. Um, I had my number three here, but I'm just going to give him an honorary mention. Um, because I want to actually change my three. Um, Leonard Williams, uh, he's like my, my fourth, but he actually had a tackle for loss this game. He had a sack. He actually looked pretty good in the, in the first quarter, and then he gets thrown out for throwing a punch. There was no angle that actually showed the punch, um, mm-hmm. but you can't do that regardless in, in the right. NFL. And even if you – usually it's the second guy who gets caught, but yep. you have to be smarter than that, especially in a big game. Um, against Aaron Rodgers, you need that pressure uh, against the – Packers offensive line is banged up, so uh, I'm giving him I'm giving him a, a freaking dud for getting booed out of the game, and missing what three quarters of the game when he's the biggest piece on the defensive line. So that that uh that's not a good look for him. No, it's not, and you just you got to be more disciplined and mm-hmm. and I, and I, I never understood because I, I never you know what I've never gotten into any fights. Say so punch somebody a helmet on. I've never gotten you're right. I've never mm-hmm. gotten into, into any fights, and and my dad taught me at a young age. And he told me, he was like, okay, well, if you get into a fight, like, what's kind of the point? You've got a helmet on, he's got a helmet on. So now y'all, y'all are throwing punches, so you break, you end up breaking your hand or doing something else, you know, mm-hmm. stupid. Like, there's really no point. And you get thrown out of the game. You know, so, you know, back then you didn't really get thrown out as much as you do now for sure. But, but yeah, it's just not smart. You got to be you gotta be smarter than that. I understand emotions are high. There's going to be some pushing and shoving, you know, that kind of deal. But you can't throw a punch, you know, of anything. You know, you got to be a lot smarter than that. And he usually is. He usually 
Yeah. Which is weird because he's usually, you know, the, the he would be the last person that I that I would think of to, to throw a punch in the game. Like he just I don't know, it's weird. But I think I think the fact that the Jets are gonna have to decide on his fifth year soon, um, with that fourteen million dollars and he's definitely heard rumblings of uh people talking about his lack of production. I think he's might be getting a little frustrated because Leonard Williams, like I don't watch player interviews ever because as you know, getting interviewed as a player, it's a, it's a bunch of rehearsed crap, let's be honest. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. You're gonna get a gem every once in a while. Maybe one question during an interview that will last 20 minutes. You'll get something that's like worth, like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. You know, like not to be offensive, but you know what I mean. Um, so I think, and he always says he's like saying stuff, or he used to say like, oh, well, yeah, my sack. You know, the coaches say my my pressures are up there, but my sacks will get up there too. Like he, you could tell he's very like self conscious about himself. Right. Um, and I think he's hearing the noise, so I might be getting a little bit frustrated. We, but yeah, and I think we talked about. I mean, this was weeks ago. I think we talked about that. But for him, you got to understand, especially in the defense, the kind of defense that they're playing, he's not going to get like a bunch of sacks and a bunch mm-hmm. of pressures. Like mm-hmm. he's just not, you know, based off of how they. I mean, because they're more of a three-four team than a, they're more yeah. of a two-gap three-four than a one-gap three-four. So he's not going to get like a ton of pressures. You know, it's not going to be like Donald in you know or Sue in L.A. or how you know how it is with a. Uh, you know, with Denver, you know, because they run similar systems, you know, it's kind of like the same, you know, you know, or even Houston, you're just not going to get, you know, you're going to, you're not going to get like a ton of production like that because the schemes are different. So yeah. for him, he, yeah. for him, he, you know, he, he has to understand that, okay, I know what I, what kind of system I'm in. I can't really listen to the outside noise because they have no idea what we're doing anyway. They just look at, Oh, well, he doesn't have a lot of sex. And he was a first round pick. Well, that's not what he, that's not, that's not his deal. That's not the, the scheme that he's in. So you know yeah. he's got to ignore that and just keep playing. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I I agree. We'll see what we'll see what happens with Leo. Um, but like I said, just fighting for that contract and getting booted regardless. Like at least rip the dude's face mask, you know, to the ground, rip his helmet off or something like that. Like what's the point of throwing a punch and breaking your hand? Like I've had, I had this hothead in high school. He always used to punch people in the helmets. I'm like, and he broke his hand multiple times in a year. I'm like, you're you're just so stupid. Like what is wrong with you? <laughs> right. Like, if anything, like like just like like tackle him. Like do something that's actually gonna affect them a little bit. But like stupid. Um, I had guys swung at me in high school too. It's like, go ahead. <laughs> like, all right. Right. Go ahead. I don't care. Um, so my, my third dud of the game, like I said, Leo was the honorary guy. Um, I'm giving it to the offensive line for their run blocking. Uh, 20 rushes for 47 yards. Um, actually, I'm going to give it to both sides of running the ball. Uh, the run blocking, 20 rushes for 47 yards, which is an average of 2.35 per run, which is terrible. We've talked about how the Jets have the highest um, run stuff rate in the NFL on first and second down, which is putting Donald in third and longs and fourth and longs more than any quarterback in the NFL. And um, one of the reasons is why is people talk about, oh, Spencer Long, for whatever reason, he had like one good game at left guard. People are like, oh, well, he's so much better at guard. Now he can get rid of Carpenter, put him there, get a new center. He's still not good um, at, at left guard. And here we see why the Jets run a inside zone split. Um, or maybe it's not even really like a split. I think that's just, that's just like a that's a motion to to distract that backside, but it's almost like an inside zone split. Um, and long, which he might he, he might step on the guy's foot and get get hung up there. But I still don't like how he's how he's ducking into that block. I don't like his yeah. his leverage right there. He's leaning hard. Like you you want to get your, your you want to be knees over your you want to be a. Depends on the pass set or, or run set, but um, you want to have at least like your, your your shoulder pads over your knees. But this is too far where you can just like kind of olay him here, which which happens right. um, with that with that rip into an arm over or you know pull into an arm over, whatever you want to call it. And Elijah Maguire has no shots. So 
Yeah, I mean, I mean here, and he's been unfortunately, but this has been happening all year where they're ducking. He's ducking his head, mm-hmm. playing too far, and then look at his feet. Look at the the left foot where he's stepping almost underneath him, even before he mm-hmm. gets you know kind of gets hung up. You know, his you know his base is just all out of whack, and that's you know, it doesn't matter what position that you play. You always got to have your hips underneath you, you know, so you can be able to, whether it be push against blocks or sustain blocks, or even when you're coming up to tackle or even when you're covering, you always got to have your hips under you. And this is, I mean, this has been an ongoing problem, you know, for, you know, for the Jets, especially at O-line. Yeah. And then, and then just on the other side of the ball, like I said, with, the, with, with both running the ball and, and defending the run on the, on the defense, the Packers had 20 rush attempts for 127 yards for 6.3 average, uh, 6.3 average in the run game when you're playing Aaron Rodgers and you're putting him in, let's say the average of like second and four, third and threes, it, it's hard to win any game um, when you're running that well. And the Packers threw the ball like 55 times with that. So they couldn't stop anything on defense. And when they would stop a runner pass here and there, there'd be a penalty. So the defense was abysmal this game. This is a defense who, listen, Todd Bowles is a, supposed to be a defensive guru. Uh, they have some pieces on defense. They're not playing like it at all. Um, and this is also a defense who they have dumped multiple first-round picks into almost every single year. The, the, the focus is on defense for agency. Uh, it's on defense. So they, they need to play better for how much they've, they've invested uh, in this defense. The offense can't be outperforming the defense on a, on a week-to-week basis um, since Arnold's been playing well. You don't want to see that. But uh, the, the, both the run defense and the run game get my third dud of the game. Uh, second dud, we talked about it before the show. And I don't really talk about the refs a lot. The, the, the refs get my second dud of the game. Seriously. Uh, I know they're not on the Jets. but And for the Jets to have 16 penalties, uh, let, me, let me scroll down to the stat, that, uh, their actual penalties. 16 penalties for 172 yards. Obviously, it's not all on the refs. I would say like 11 or 10 of those were on the Jets and still having a 10 or 11 penalties is mm-hmm. absolutely terrible. It's, it's inexcusable. Um, with false starts holding all this stuff, it's it's been absolutely bad. But um, like I said, just talking about the refs for now with those duds, I'm gonna go over a couple plays that I just thought me personally watching the game, I was like, this is there's there's just no way. Um, this is the penalty on Cannon, and I know you're gonna agree with me because you've been on a football field, and it's easy to look at you know uh, the game and say, oh well, he shouldn't have done this. But Cannon is one of the he's he's a gunner right here on the bottom of the screen. Right. How is he supposed to change his trajectory in literally the split second? When Cannon goes, he's going for his chest. Um, he hits him with his shoulder, and then and his head bounces off. Um, and look how – I think that's Tremont Williams is catching that ball. How is he supposed to hit him right there, not hitting him in the head? When he's done – he's literally well, I mean, almost – Yeah, going full speed, he's not going to be able to do that. The only thing – that he could have done is slow down, you know. But, but that's not. But second. that's why football is so freaking soft. Like, yeah, it's, you, you want to hit him and sh- and send a message and make him and make him fumble the ball. So if you take that extra split second to slow down, maybe he's able to tuck the ball tighter or get a second hand on it. So right, no, no, I, I no, I agree with you. I'm just you know, and that's what yeah. the rule is now, where you can't do that. I mean, but that would that would be the only thing that he could have done is is slow down, you know, maybe that you know two you know a step or two before maybe right there. But they call it just because it's and even though he hit him with a shoulder pad. Yeah, he's not even leaving at the helmet. He turns he's his not helmet to the side. The helmet, his head's to the side. I mean, you can't I mean, you know, it's hard to make that call. I mean, that's you know, that's why with these calls, if it's just blatant where a guy's you know, the guy's ducking his head, you know, just you know, running into the guy, just you know, completely trying to take him out. I mean, I get that, but on this you gotta let this one go. 
I mean, like, look how fast he's running. He's a, he's one of the fastest guys. He's the fastest guy in the Jets. He's one of the fastest guys in the NFL. He ran like a four three two or whatever it was, and and that literally quarter of a second, Tremont, Tremont Williams ducks ducks his whole body like that. What like you you got you have to realize how the game is played. Like I get it, leading with the helmet and all that stuff. When you can't change your trajectory, that's just beyond dumb. Yeah. Um, that was one of the penalties. I got really pissing, and then people on on like Twitter were like, "Oh well, he can't do that." Like that. What what a bad play. I'm like. You've you've never played football. It's just you, you haven't. I, I can tell. Yeah. This yeah, this. I just I wouldn't have made that call, regardless of if it was the Jets or not. You just it's hard to make that call. So and and this one too. Um, I don't I don't like this penalty either. And like I said, there's ten or eleven penalties that were clearly on the Jets. Um, good jam by Claiborne. I'd like to see him try to get back. And maybe he was getting back to balance a little bit here, but he called this like strike to get back to balance. You you, you stay at that one. He's opening the gate a lot, but like I said, he's gonna he's gonna hit him and then get back to balance in a good base. Um, but what happens is he hits him in the shoulder. Devonta Adams hits him in the armpit, for, yeah. forcing his arm to lift up. Claiborne hits him in the helmet. He doesn't even grab the face mask. Nothing. Um, and it's a, and it's a penalty on Claiborne because Devonte Adams hit his hit, hit his right. arm into the helmet. Like right. And the refs got to see that. That's because that's 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 accidental. You know, or that's caused by the offensive player. It's not by Claiborne. Claiborne is clearly hitting him in the shoulder. I yeah. That. So I. And I mean, you would think the refs would see that, but like, okay, he's well, standing he, right, he's there. standing right there. Yeah, and he hit it. Yeah, he hit his arm. So now go back. Now, I mean, I don't know if they're calling it because did they call they call the hands to the head? Hands yeah, the they face? call they illegal hands to the face. Yep. Okay. Well, yeah. Because if they would have called something, maybe right here mm-hmm. when he's grabbing him, you mm-hmm. know, okay, I can I'll probably give you that one. But the first one, the hands to the face, yeah, you can't call that. No, yeah, it was definitely it was it was hands to the face because I remember like like looking at him like okay, well I said exactly what you said. I was like if that, that better be on this part, which is still kind of weird because that's incidental contact from Hewitt right there too, and Devontae Adams like has like almost like jump out of the way and kind of just hits into Claiborne, so I think that'd be bullcrap too. That's better than this. Right. Um, that's a first down right there. It wasn't in a, it wasn't a completion. Uh, that's another crap penalty that that got thrown um, on the Jets. I got a couple more uh, from this game. I have five uh, total, but I was just like, man, I don't know. Um, what the players are supposed to do here other than just not play defense because that's apparently what the NFL wants. Um, this one, uh, this penalty on Daryl Roberts, who was terrible, by the way, this game again. Um, <laughs> but this this play, which is they're playing cover two, and Tremaine Johnson plays that really poorly. Um, but he, but this 19, was is that Scandling, I think his name is, or whatever? Um, he catches the ball, and look, he you have Roberts who lowers his shoulder, doesn't lead with his helmet, um, which he ducks his helmet a little bit, but he's, he's trying to hit him with his shoulder. You can see he's sticking his shoulder out there. Uh, he has time to catch the ball, look at him, take a step or two, and then he hits him. What is he supposed to do there? Okay, I'm going to let him catch the ball on the sideline. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gently wrap him um, out of bounds. It's freaking football, man. Like, you got to let him play. I hated this yeah, penalty. But, no, I mean, I but, I hate, too. Yeah, but I hate this rule. I mean, I mean, because it's defenseless player, you know, forcible contact to the head, you know, which is the rule. But – I'm like, dude, make a move. Like, do something, you know, and, and like you said, I mean, I understand that he's catching the ball. You know, he's caught the ball. He's had, he, he has he has time to adjust, you know, step out of bounds, do something else. I mean, the only thing you, you can coach up the safety to do is when you come in, you know, just wrap him up as opposed to just delivering the big blow today. I mean, come a little bit lower. Yeah, just come a little bit lower. That's the only thing that you can say, you know, to, to correct it. But, you know, that's, you know, that's why they call it. But th- – I get the rule, like, you know, like we always talk about, I understand what they're trying to do, 
But some plays, you're just not going to be able to do that. And you can't make the call just because of how fast everything is moving. And I don't, I don't, I know when people are watching the game and, you know, well, he could have done this and he could have done that. I don't think people realize how fast things are moving, you know, in, in the, dude, how fast those impact, you know, those hits, you know, occur. It moved, we're talking it about, about milliseconds. It, it, it moved fast as crap in high school. I can't even imagine the NFL how fast I mean, that is. It looks, it looks so on foot on screen when you're, when you're zoomed down and stuff like that. But like when you're on the field, that stuff is just bang, yeah, bang, bang, it's, bang, 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 bang. It's, yeah, it's coming. Like things are moving so fast. Like you, and, and, and your adrenaline's up. You're not like, oh, well, I'm going to wrap him around the waist here because the NFL is soft and I, I have to hit him low because, oh, like, the refs literally throw flags now because, oh, that looked kind of bad. Like, just let him play. Like, yeah. you got to – listen, you're, you're trying to hit that honey hole in, 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 in the cover two be, between that um, between that underneath and, and the over top, that uh, uh, over top safety. Dude, you're going to take a shot. Just like you're going to take a shot going over the middle. That's something you have to consider. You can't throw uh, uh, hospital balls. And that's what happens here. He floats it and he gets rocked. It, it, yeah. I don't know why Tremaine Johnson played that like that still, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, that's, <laughs> I, I, hate, I hate this, how soft the NFL is. This is, this is not, it should not be a penalty. No, I mean, it shouldn't be. I mean, because like you said, he's leaving with the shoulder. He does hit him in the, you know, hit him in the head, but that's because of the receiver's fault. It's not because of his fault. his head. Yeah, he ducks his head. I mean, what? I don't. I don't know what they expect players to do in this instance because they, you can't change the you can't change the laws of physics. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's just what it is. So you, I mean, they're gonna have to find a better way to you know to govern this. Mm-hmm. And and this has been that call's been inconsistent all year. I mean, it just has you know everywhere. So it wasn't even this thing. You know, this game. You know, it's been you know pretty much every game that's been on this year. You know, it's been like that. Ready for the worst one? This is probably the worst one. Um... The fact that they called Jamal Adams on this, and I have the view from the other way. He plays this, and, and the, the Packers are in a three-by-one. Three by uh, I, call, I call this Y-ISO. We're isolating the Y tight end. They mm-hmm. flex him out. It's just Y-ISO. Um, and they're running a fade to Jimmy Graham, and I have it from the other view. Adams, I, I would like to, like, in terms of, like, technique and stuff like this, I, would, I, would like to, I wouldn't like to see, like, that false step and him spreading out like that and his hands not being ready. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like him to see him get hands-on as well, um, you know, earlier. But Adams, he, he knows the fate is coming. He's, he knows it's why outside. He's a, he's a smart player. He gets his hands on. Uh, Jimmy Graham initiates contact with him. He runs into him. Uh, Joel Adams is not holding at all, and he plays through the hands. Uh, the right. ball, obviously, it, it wouldn't be a catch anyway, but he plays through the hands perfectly. Jamal Adams played this really damn well. There was no – I, 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 I don't know what the call is. That was a penalty. And no, I know, no, I know I what I'm know, saying, but, yeah. but I'm like, Where? No, that's what I'm I mean, saying. Like, I don't know yeah. how you watched that. He did. There was no grad. There was no. There was no jersey pull. It was contact that was initiated by Graham, and then Adams doesn't. He doesn't even touch him really after that point. He just touches his shoulder a little bit. Plays through hands. Plays it perfectly uh, for the most part. Obviously, there's a little bit of technique things like you said. You know, uh, with the uh, spreading of the feet at the line of scrimmage and stuff like that. But uh, when the ball's in the air, he plays it perfectly, and it's a penalty. And Jamal Adams was pissed after this play. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't call that because here's the thing. I mean, one, you're still within the five yards. Even going into the end zone, it's probably like right at five. And, and usually when you get that close to the goal line, they don't call that anyway. So if you're – he's – Graham's initiating contact. Jamal Adams doesn't grab him. And like you said, he plays the ball. So I don't – I don't – I don't see a, I don't see a penalty here. I mean, I, I don't see anything. From what either one of them. Do versus 6'5 tight end now. I don't, I don't right. get it. Right. I don't see – I don't see a flag from either one of them. So – I mean, I mean, this this is a horrible call. That's probably that probably is the worst one. You're right. That, yeah, that's a horrible call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you can't. There's no contact. Okay, so tight end runs into me. I can't touch him. Oh, okay, that's that's right. fine. I get it. I get it now. It's it's easy. Um, 
even in this one. So this one was a little bit, I think this is, I don't, this was another why I said this one was a little bit more sketchy, but I, I see why the refs called it, but I still do not like this call. Um, one, I don't know why Roberts is on Graham. I guess he's a safety, which I'd rather have Brooks on him. He wraps, but he never, he never really grabs him really, really at all. Jimmy Graham, again, he initiates contact by running into him and just, it's, it's another fade. Um, and Roberts kind of just, he, he receives it and then Jimmy Graham just misplays the ball. He, he's not, he's not getting pulled, nothing. There's no, there's no grabbing of the jersey. There's literally nothing here. Yeah, yeah but you um, can't, I mean, you can't hug the guy though. Yes, yeah. I, I still that's do not what, love it though. That, no, I mean, no, I'm with you, but that's, that's what says, yeah. yeah, that's what, I mean, you basically, you're, you're hugging the guy. So basically the ref is saying that because you were hugging him, you impeded him from being able to turn around fast enough to catch the ball. That's yeah. probably what the call is. No, that's just I said. It's a little more sketchy. Yeah, a little more sketchy. But I think what happened really here was, and I, I know why it looked bad, but I, I just don't think Rogers delivered the best ball, or Graham did not play well, whatever it was, and it looked worse than it was because he's not expecting that ball there. Um, but right. it's. It, it is what it is. Like I said, this one was more sketchy, but this is at the end of the game. Then Roberts runs it back for a, a pick six on a two-point conversion. Um, but, yeah, so that, a couple of the calls. Um, like I said, the Adams call was ridiculous. I think the Cannon call was ridiculous, and the other Roberts call was ridiculous. But it, it, at this point in the game, it was just building up for his penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty. It was, it was crazy. Um, and refs I, – I mean, Bull said after the game, he says uh, – you know, he came out and said, uh, we can't play two teams, referring to the refs. And uh, he might get fined for that. He didn't directly mention them. Um, but he is guy who's on the hot seat. He knows he's going to get fired. I don't think he really cares. You know, pay the $20,000 fine, whatever it is. I don't think he really cares at this point. But, uh, right. yeah, moving on to number one, this the secondary uh, was – I remember like the last play of the game, you were just like, you texted me like, what was that? Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, Rodgers throwing with 442 yards. Um, and it was a mixture of everybody. It was it was Claiborne. It was Roberts. It was Screen. It was uh, Johnson. Maybe a little bit of Adams um, mm-hmm. in, in this game. And uh, let's see what happens here. Um, Yes, like this one's a blown coverage. So, so to me, this looks like a, a, I get like this is when it's hard to tell when it's such a bad um, defense. Um, but it looks like cover three just from either where the how the corners are playing, the safety in the middle. Um, but Adams is isolated right here on the top of the screen, and he's like hooked the curl. And there's two guys running at him, and there's no defender around to help him. Where is everybody else? Where is where is the Where's the curl, the flat, or where's the uh, other hook defender? There's nobody there because the whole defense flows to the play action right here. And look, like yeah, go, yeah, go back to the beginning. I'm trying to see where the linebackers are. Mm-hmm. You got, you got, uh, you got Williamson, you got Hewitt, and then you have yeah. Jenkins. One of those, two, a, yeah, one of those two inside linebackers is got is the other guy, but they're biting on play action so hard that I mean he's in the line. I mean, but that's that's the linebacker's fault right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're in three. Jamal Adams is in the flat. The corners are deep. You already got um, the I guess the other linebacker or screen. Excuse me. Yeah, Russell Screen's supposed to be in this flat, which he is, and you can see him signaling to I guess whoever that linebacker is there that somebody's got to be in the hole. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's on the two inside linebackers right there. I, I wish I liked the art where I could draw, like I could, I could be like zone here, zone here, zone here. Right, massive zone here. We couldn't a couple guys, and Jamal Adams in this tiny little island right here by himself with two guys running at him. It's like it's the the amount of blown coverages for this, and I know a lot of people like I said like um, Donard Wilson, but I there. I don't know if it's the players or it's like hard to really judge that, but 
the amount of bad technique, blown assignments in the secondary, and even with the linebacker, whoever it may be. Um, I think- but, but here's my thing. I can't – I can't – now, just because, in, just because we watched the Jets all year, I don't know how much – I mean, yes, I have to put some of it on, on the coach. But I don't – most of this is on the players. They're running the same thing they've been running all year. The Packers aren't doing anything special. And even if they were, it's still cover three. Three is three. It's not that hard. You know <laughs> I mean, it's just not. It's not yeah. that they're doing, you know, like they're running anything, you know, different or adding a wrinkle to cover three. They're playing basic cover three, you know, which two linebackers playing hook to curl. You got a guy in the flat, which is the nickel guy. Adams is in the flat, you know, because he's down safety. And you got the other two corners in the deep third in the middle safety. I mean, it's that simple. What are you seeing on this play, Marcus? Because uh, it looked like Jamal Adams yelled at Tremaine Johnson on this play. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then Roberts just takes the – I know it's a conservative conservative angle, but dude, have some control. You know, um, shuffle your feet, get your get your waist. No, that's a, yeah, that's a bad angle. Target like he's too he's too far over the top. If anything, slow down and try to get hip to hip on him. You know that way, then you can force him out of bounds as opposed to overrunning it. You know, so no. yeah, but yeah, look at you can take a conservative angle here. Um, but at least get your hips faced to where where you yeah. where, where the guy is coming from. You're never going to tackle somebody when your hips are faced towards the sideline. You could play that far over top, even though I don't like it. But at least have your hips to where you need to go. Right. Yeah. And, so and you, you have help coming from the backside and yeah, the outside. Right. Exactly. So you can slow. Yeah. So he can slow down. That's why, and we're saying the same thing. So you can slow down and play yeah. hip to hip. And if anything, you make the tackle or you force him out of bounds. On this play, Tremaine mm-hmm. Johnson needs to back. He needs to back up. <laughs> is what because it looked like they're playing in and out. So usually in in and out, especially when you got the guy coming over like that, the corner is going to take the deeper of the two. So you know that's you, you know that's how we played it most of the time. You know I would think it would be the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Adams was pissed after this play. Yeah. So I think you know, and and obviously if he's saying that, and, and honestly, I'm gonna take Jamal Adams' word over it and before I take Tremaine Johnson's word over it. You know mm-hmm. that it was supposed to be played like that. So Tremaine is supposed to take the deeper guy. Adams takes the, you know, takes the guy running to the flat and the place covered if they do that. I mean, it may be a catch. I mean, Aaron Rodgers may still thread it in here on the inside, but if he's continuing mm-hmm. to run the seven route, then it's not open. You know, if he runs it straight up, you know, straight up the good, you know, just runs the, you know, a straight, straight line route, or maybe even a skinny, he may fit it in there or have a chance. Yeah. To, but Tremaine Johnson has can't a, be it can't be wide open with nobody around him for 10 yards. Right. And then you and then the cherry on top is a terrible angle. Um, and again, look, it's just another, it's another blown defense by the jets where you have the, uh, number 19 who, who fakes, cause it's, it looks like they're going to, they're going to maybe run a screen here. Um, and the, you have the number 19 coming in like a, on like a crack and they releases out and there's nobody covering him. Look how wide open he is. Even though, even though there's pressure and he gets hit by Leonard Williams right here and it's actually a good shot by Leonard Williams, he's going to make that throw. 20 out of 20 times because yeah. it's tw- it's a 25 yard throw and he just has to have general accuracy. Yeah, um, I, think, I think that's how Jabal Adams because he's he's mm-hmm. biting on a run fake so fast. Like he he doesn't even, I don't even think he sees the tight end. He's just worried about running, you know, because he sees the the quick out and the boot action. Like he takes off, you know. That's that's on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, and the wide receiver did a good job. Did a good job of you know, you know, faking a block or whatever it is, but. When you play a team like the Packers or like the Chiefs that do, you know, or like the Bears where you're going to get cracking goals, um, mm-hmm. you know, cracking overs, you know, you got to be aware of that. So you have to play a little bit slower when you're coming down 
and especially for Jamal Adams, you're a safety, dude. So you're true secondary force now because you're not going to make the tackle behind the line of scrimmage from 12, 13 yards deep. It's just not going to happen. Slow mm-hmm. down, you know, slow down, make sure that it is, you know, run or, that, or you know, that it is boot. And even if it is boot, okay, you got to latch on anyway. So you slow down, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. You see the guy coming out, then now you can just jump on him as opposed to just taking off running. Yeah, yeah. It's um like I said, the last one was Tremaine Johnson. He had one he had a couple on Roberts uh coming up and then Jamal Adams, I thought I thought that I was on him too. That's why I put him in, in uh in this category. And he's been a little bit more quiet over the last couple of weeks, but he's still he's still balling out. And uh there you have Roberts biting down on a pump fake in the flat really, really freaking hard. Um or maybe it's not even in the flat. He's he's bumping on what he thinks is a is a um what this is just a slant and ghost, it's a sluggo from uh Devontae Adams. Um, and he bites pretty much as hard as you could possibly bite on this. Yeah. And Tremaine Johnson helps or is expecting help inside. Or, or yeah, that's Tremaine Johnson. He only plays on the left. Um, yeah, but I, this is this, on this one. This is all Tremaine Johnson's fault. Tell you the truth, really? okay. Because if, if you play it, if you're playing four, or if you plan it like this, Roberts is supposed to jump the in route. It looks like four. Yeah. So Roberts is supposed to jump anything, whether it be. Um, if it's like true skinny or if it's like a dig, Robertson's got to jump that. And Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson's got to, instead of stopping, he's got to keep going and be over the top. You know, that's yeah, the corner. You think you should play that tighter instead of passing it off and just assuming. Well, yeah, he's got to keep running. Jermaine Justin's got to keep going because of this act, you know, because of this route. Because if, if you get slant and go or if you get dig and go, he's got to be one over the top that's got to play it closer because he's got the deeper route now. And Roberts is the safety that's taking anything underneath. So yeah, I don't man. really blame. So I don't really blame Roberts on this one. I, I blame the corner on this one because he's too far off. I mean, he's got to instead of him stopping his feet and going, he's got to keep. When as soon as Devontae Adams commits inside, he's still got to keep going and keep running so he can stay on top of it. Yeah, I, I, Tremaine Johnson to this point, uh, seventy-two million dollar contract has been a pretty big disappointment, minus a game here and there against really bad quarterbacks. But uh, like I said, he's it's not like, it's not he has to take it's it's cover it's. It's it's four, so um, why there's no other threat that unless unless it's like a that's like a flat and and go which I don't. What see even that. even even if it's a flat is go, and your screen it? is gonna match it. He's got to take it. If it's a wheel route, he's got to take it. Yeah, second man through, so he's got to take it. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's 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 continuous with the secondary, and <laughs> as much as they've dumped into the secondary, it's just it's uh, crazy to to watch. And uh, this was later in the game as well. You have Buster Screen in the slot right here, um, and I, I, that's not my drawing. I was the NFL broadcast's uh, version. Yeah. But one, there's a couple things here um, from from the corner. I, I love watching man because it's easy um, to. That's my favorite thing. That's terrible right there. One, be ready, have a plan. Two, I was about to say, be that, ready. That okay. jump split right there. Look how look at his balance right here. It, I don't know if, if people can or watching can tell me. Are you is he balanced right here for anything? No. no. Um, and then he hop, he, he, he's a very hoppy player, which is you're not on balance, opens up immediately. He's playing um, in the slot, so doesn't, I don't know why he's – he looks like he's inside leverage and off. He's playing in no man's land, uh, you yeah. know, that, that three yards off right there. So you can't, really, you can't really look at the quarterback. You can't press him. You can't get your hands on. So you're, you're playing – I guess they could play at second, different levels, but I don't like the hop. I don't like no man's land. I don't like the opening of the hips right away. And then number 83, who I don't know – I forget his name – um, is looking back for the ball, and he just has no awareness and just hugs him and just keeps running through, and he gets a penalty thrown on him. It's- yeah, dude, turn around and look for the ball. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? Like, I, I, and I don't 
I don't know who who's teaching this, and this is like league wide. Like defensive backs do this. I have no idea why guys on you know why they're scared to why they're scared to turn around and look for the ball when you've got a guy covered. Okay, you you know the ball's gonna be gonna be in one or two places because you're in the slot. If you, when you turn around and look for the ball, you probably want to turn into the man and get your head around and look to see where the ball is because obviously you playing yeah, Rodgers, it, it could definitely be back shoulder. Um, you know, so yeah. you got the potential for that, but. If the balls, you know, if the balls is in the location where it is now, you give a quick peek. Okay, you see the balls coming inside. Turn around and make a play on the ball. I mean, it's that. I mean, it's not that hard to to do that. But these guys, they do get coached, and and I see it at the high school level all the way up to now. The emphasis is playing through the receiver. You don't have to play through the receiver all the time. You know, turn around and look for the ball sometimes. Yeah, I call this a, this like a horse concept to me, but it, they're just it, so it's a, it's it's almost like a it's not like slot fade, it's just a seam route from him. Yeah, just seam route. Yeah, and yeah, man, I don't I don't get what he's what he's trying to do here. Um, it, just from everything, from the way he's playing, and why is he not playing with outside leverage? I, it, it's well, they I mean where he's well, he's not playing with outside because they're doubling. Obviously, they look like they're doubling Jimmy Graham. So the linebacker they have a bracket on him. Yeah, they got a bracket on Jimmy Graham, so he's got to play inside. But okay. here's the thing. Yeah, it makes if, sense. If, if that's the case, if that's the case, then you don't consider playing off because you don't have any help in the middle. You know what I'm saying? So just go mm-hmm. ahead and I mean Jermaine Johnson's playing off. Uh, I mean I know they got to be on different levels, but you know this this split is you know it's far enough away where they can both play off. You know, I don't so, even even Tremaine Johnson right here, man. Like one, like I don't like how he's opening his hips. I, like I said, no man's land. Like that, maybe it's like he's trying to play catch man, but that's two to four yards off. I hate that coverage. But you, but you can't you and, can't play that you can't play that with no help. Catch not like, man, not like, yeah, you can't not yeah. like that, not that far off. No, if you are gonna play catch, you got to be at like a yard and a half, two yards. You even Tremaine Johnson, man, like he's he's opening his hips right away. If if number if number sixteen right here was just cut on, on and out or just a hitch, he's not stopping that. So I I, I don't like. I don't like how all the all everybody well Tremaine Johnson and and screen play this um in general but um moving on to the next I got a couple more from the secondary then we'll get into some of the uh of the studs of the game because there yeah. was from the offense um so let's see yeah from the, yeah all offense <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no this was the only the only good thing was the offense on this and this was uh towards the end of the game this was in this was in uh, overtime um and this is third and ten. And Rodgers just throws – and this is, this is why I hate about the NFL um, with these spot fouls where they just chuck the ball up uh, because they know there's probably going to be a penalty. And Tremaine Johnson's when he's playing it really, really conservatively, um, one, and he opens up, which is fine for this because he ends up going on, you know, on the nine. Um, right. And – but why he, he gets a clear push off right here. I don't know why yeah, he's not – look, I'm he like, pushes why? him off. He pushes him to the sideline. The ref sees that, and it's a penalty where this could have been the Jets' ball – um and obviously the Packers ended up scoring a touchdown. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why you you don't have to push. You're already in position now. T- play the ball. Yeah, Start, turn around and play the ball. Like, what? Why are you so concerned about the man? You already know what the route is. He's not running anything else. No. So, yeah. He's so you're back for the ball. Yeah. Right. And he's play deep enough. He's he's deep enough where he's not gonna. I know Antonio Brown will do this. Where Antonio Brown will will look like back, like he's going to do a, a like a fade and expect oh, yeah. back shoulder, and then he'll run right past you. Right. But he's so he's he's already too deep for that. So and and arm extensions right. what's always going to get you a penalty. So if anything, you know, get a little bend in those arms and kind of just receive that blow. And you're already over top, and then you can you can almost like squeeze him to the sideline with your hips, even though you're playing through him. And then you're in perfect position to play that ball. He's not going to make that catch on you. So no. I don't know why he pushes him right there. 
Um, but he like he got really pissed. I'm like, dude, it was a penalty. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was a flag, and I and I saw it, and I mean, yeah, he tried to get upset about it. I'm like, dude, like you pushed him all day, like that's a flag. <laughs> yeah. you're thirty down, you're thirty yards down the field, and you literally just pushed the hell out of the guy. Yeah. yeah it's a flag. So um, next, I have two more from the uh, from the secondary in this game, and like I said, this is another penalty in overtime um, from Buster Screen and. It kind of it, it looked it didn't look that bad, but based on the wide receiver's body language, you could tell it was a little bit worse than it actually looked. Which again, Buster Screen is hopping. Look, no no contact on the ground, no no shuffle, just hopping backwards, not on balance. And he, uh, even after that point, okay, he plays it decently. He, get, he gets his hands on. He's look he's looking back. I don't love, but if you if you have if you have contact with the receiver, you could look back. I, that's okay for me. Um, but it looks like with that right arm, what he does is pulls that he's arm grabbed, down. He pulls him down. So yeah, that's why they call it. And the rest are looking at it. And you can clearly see because his glove is white on the guy's arm, like he's grabbing his arm, pulling him down. So they're going to call that. Yeah. Penalty. And it was a first down. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> and one more, I think it's might be the same. Type of <laughs> so it's just, we talk about this every single week, Marcus, uh, really. Um, so another miscommunication in the secondary, and this is the play. This is the play. So you can take me through this because this is the play where you text me like, I don't know what they're doing. Um, so and I'll play from another. I don't know if they have another view of this. Okay, so you can tell you can tell me what what they're doing because this is what you saw too, um, and it looked like again Claiborne was helping inside help from from Roberts here, um, but he didn't get it. But who are you putting the blame on this one? Well, I mean, that's still Claiborne's play. I mean, mm-hmm. I, let, I mean, but well, I take that back because it's a skinny. All right, so screen, Buster screen, and the linebacker end up taking the in route. They run a skinny post behind it. Um, so Roberts really has got a. He's playing underneath. If they're bracketing, if they're bracketing Devontae Freeman like this, or Devontae Adams like this supposed to be, then he's got to turn underneath and run with that skinny post. So this is this is on Roberts. So well, and. What it looks like happens, like, like you said, because it looked like it's almost like a, it's, it's like a cover four. Yeah, um, they're, yeah, they're bracketing one. Yeah, so they got they got a bracket on the inside. They're matching up down here at the bottom, and Roberts has got a wheel underneath that skinny post. Well, what it looks like it happens to Roberts' eyes is just play more conservative. Look, look, it's it's first and goal. It's not it's not a short yardage situation. They have to pick up sixteen yards here, and as soon as which. Of course, screen. He, he's going to beat across the face. He doesn't really reroute him. And it looks like Roberts gets nervous because he sees that the the open receiver, so he jumps down. But if anything, just play more conservatively. Play on that goal line. Read the number one. Number two's cutting inwards, um, and then rally and make the tackle. You don't have to play that so aggressively. Um, no, he doesn't because that's that's not his job anyway. He's not. You, you can't. You can't. Don't do. Don't try to. You can't cover everybody. You know. You can't try to cover everybody else's guy. Or just because you see something, then you can't react. Particularly if you've got, if you if you have a tr- if you truly bracket at number one, which it looks like it, then that's all you should be thinking about. Okay, I got a bracket on one because obviously the two the two lower defenders are bracketing the shorter route, which they did. Now, if it would have been if two would have run up deeper, if eighty three would have run a deeper route, uh, say like a like a deeper dig or something like that, where it actually mm-hmm. threatened Robert, you know, Roberts, then okay, I maybe I'll probably give him a pass on that. But here, you just bracket at number one. You got to roll. It's like a it's like a five yard. Uh, you freaking stop right. route. It's, you, you, he's not going to cover that. If he's bracketing one like he's supposed to be, this is a pick, like all day. It's an easy pick, as a matter of fact, because now all he has to do is <laughs> shuffle back or pedal back a little bit, and he's underneath the throw. You know, that's, that's sick. That's, you know, that's a pick all day. Yep. 
Um, and it was just it was the secondary is brutal to watch. Obviously, there's more plays than that, but that was like there's like nine plays that they're just playing awful defense or getting penalties. Um, so they they have to fix that going to next year, especially with all the all the money and and capital and stuff they have dumped into that position. Um, so this for going to the studs, third stud, um, Chris Herndon, six receptions, 82 yards, one touchdown. So this play, I didn't actually love this from from Darnold. Um, like he had a, there was like more questionable decisions he made this game or more questionable throws. But overall, I still think he played like last game against the Texans was fantastic. That's one of the best games you're gonna see from a quarterback. This mm-hmm. one was very very good, but there was some room for improvement. Um, I don't like. Listen, there's, it, it's his own coverage, and as soon as he sees that uh, number twenty-seven, thirty-seven, kind of that that exit angle to cover um, Cannon in the flat, that's when he throws that ball. Um, but he needs to put this ball. He needs, he needs to make this an easier catch for for Herndon um, for sure. Herndon finds that soft zone or a soft spot in the zone, looking for the ball. Just put it on his body. Let him catch it. Yeah. I was gonna say, um, just put it on him. Yeah, but it's good, yeah, it's a good read. It needs to be. It needs to be a better throw. I mean, better throw. But a ridiculous catch by Hearn. Yeah. Makes a hell of a catch, yeah. That needs to be a better ball, though. Dude, that catch, that that hand strength with no and he knows he's gonna take a shot right here. He know he's he knows that safety is there. He's looking. Um yeah. and to take that and then he, he reduces his body and ducks his shoulder to take that hit, which the the twenty seven like ducks and it doesn't really hit him. Um, but that's a great frick, and that's the catch of the year probably for the Jets. Um yeah. but Donald needs to make that a little bit easier for um Herndon, but yeah, he gets he gets my number three. Like I said, eighty-two yards. Um, he looks like he's going to be a a starting tight end for the Jets, and based on stats and all this crap, um, he's like a top ten rated tight end in the league right now. Which I'm, I don't know if I agree with that yet, um, but I think he's going to be a top half of the of the NFL type guy, a guy who's Donald's going to be the re- able to rely on for years. This is his first year of, as a fourth round pick, and he's already making a lot of plays um, mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks. So. Uh, Herndon gets my third. My number two, I have a couple plays of uh, Robbie Anderson. Nine receptions, 140 yards, one touchdown. The last three games, he has 25 receptions, 312 yards, three touchdowns. Um, and that's since they've opened up Donald Moore, let him play a little bit more, and Donald's been playing better for sure. Um, it's it's uh, You can't deny that, that Donald's been playing really, really well. I think over the last three weeks, or actually I know over the last three weeks, he has the highest quarterback rating in the NFL, which is definitely a nice uh, stat to have and, and – uh, Especially going into the offseason, how well he's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I actually put this as a de- – I think this is a decent route by Robbie. He's on the top of the screen right here. Um, versus what looks to be – Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. And I like – so, I think he bows out a little bit more than I would like to see him right here. Uh, right here, I, I like to see him hold his line a little bit better. Um because the defenders are just opening his hips right away and allowing allowing him. So I like to see him get a little bit more strength and not bow out as much. But he, he, he starts to hold his line right there as he leans into the defender. I like, I like that, that slight little lean before that hard break. And he makes a pretty nice break right here. Um, gets, gets low um, and breaks in pretty good and then looks, looks in for the ball. He still holds that, uh, that line or, or decent um, hard line for that slant. So I like that route from Anderson. Uh, nice connection with Donald. Donald sees that he's, that he's open and hits him. So, Yeah. No, I mean, that's definitely a good route, especially against the coverage that, that Green Bay's playing. Um, you know, he definitely he keeps him on the outside. I mean, and that's if he's lined up that tight and, and he's running, that should be open all the time. And that's a good job by Donald, you know, mm-hmm. by Donald seeing him and, and putting the ball on him. Mm-hmm. That's def- I mean, that's definitely a good throw and catch. No, for sure. Yeah, like that's like something that people like don't realize is like, well, one the bow out. People don't really know what I'm talking about here, but you want to hold your lines. You want to see him stay in that 
in that place, but that bow and then that slight lean, people don't like that's, that's, that's important. The leaning of the body before you break is one of the most important parts of route running, um, like strength, uh, awareness, all this stuff. Like, and you don't want to see him take too conservative an angle because if he takes an angle, that's maybe a little bit more, um, vertical, uh, then you have the defender who can jump underneath it. Like he takes a pretty good angle to catch the ball. looks back. So good, good route by, by Anderson. Um, and he's improving. Um, he does definitely need to improve on his leg strength at times. Let's see what this one is. I've I've two more plays of uh, Robbie Anderson, and uh, I think this is his highest uh, yards in a game. So pretty mm-hmm. good. He's on the bottom of the screen right here. This is people talk about it. he doesn't have to be a great route runner like underneath, but people you can see how how much twenty three is respecting his speed right there, where he's opening up like like yep. six yards ready to to full sprint. Um, and Robbie Anderson runs a a decent route, a nice drive phase right there with his with his shoulders down, shoulders over his knees. He's he's selling that uh that vertical. Um, he comes, Rob Anderson though, you could tell he, he always, he comes up well before he breaks because he doesn't have that leg strength, um, to be able to break with his shoulders over his knees. Um, but he takes a, that stop step right there. One, two, three, four, five, four. And then that flip of the hips, um, and great throw by, by Donald here too. So, uh, what do you think about this one? No, I like it. I agree with you. He needs to get a little bit, you know, he needs to get a little bit strong in his lower body so he can. Mm-hmm be able to make those cuts without raising up, you know, having to throttle down and, uh, and, and come out of his breaks. And also the, the thing that I learned, the thing that I learned while I was playing from a lot of different other receivers that I played, you can't run everywhere right at full speed. You know, you want to be as close to full speed as you can, mm-hmm. but you want, you want your routes to always be under control. So for Robbie, you know, okay, he's a four, two guy, four, three guy, whatever it is. If he runs a run, if he learns to run, you know, run his routes, I should say, at four four all the time, he'll become a better route runner and he'll get out of his breaks quicker. You know, so you know, it kinda you know, it kinda evens out. Even though you slow down a little bit, because you're under you know, you have better body control and you can come out of your breaks more, then you don't give the defensive back a chance to really read you. Because here, you know, that's why the D B really gets back on him because he's clearly, you know, on top of him getting ready to play the go route, but because Robbie has to raise up so now the DB is like, oh, he's raising up, so now I can slow down. Mm-hmm. So he slows down, and he, you know, he doesn't make the play, but you know, he gets back close enough, you know, to, to you know, to at least make the tackle. But great throw by Sam, um, and like we said, you know, just like to see Robbie, you know, learn how to run routes a little bit better, you know, and continue to improve with that. I mean, we're still a good route. You know, he still made, still made, you know, mm-hmm. ran a good route and, and, you know, was able to make the catch. Oh, uh, if there's one position that we're going to be able, especially me, or going to be able to contr- like critique with the littlest things, especially with route running and stuff, it's, it's going to be receivers and uh, corners. But you see, like, I'm talking about like, that dry phase with the, sh- with the shoulders over the knees right here for the people watching. And then you see how his shoulders come up right there. That's a tip that he's going to break back. And, he, right. and, he, and shoulders come up, you know, a, a solid, like, five yards before he breaks. So that's a, that's a, that's a tell or, or a sign for the corners that he's going to break. Um, and it takes, like I said, four stops to really get, get around. Donald makes a, a nice throw to the sideline, nice catch by Anderson, nice sideline awareness and everything like that. But uh, there's always little things you can improve. And, and you said perfectly with, the, with, the, with being able to alter your speed, uh, your speed and your route running is what the best receivers do. That's what Randy Moss did. Uh, that's what Keenan Allen does where he looks like he's running 100%, but he's right. really running 90 so he's able to right. cut back better. Or if, if, if Rob Anderson is running 90% right here and in the corner thinks he has him, then he, then he uses the extra 10% to burst past them. So running with, with altered speeds in your routes is really important for both breaking back and for being able to blow past people. Um, so I agree with that. You can't run routes at 100% all the time. It's actually not good. It's better at 90. Um, mm-hmm. 
so I, yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's, that's a lot of, that's, that's like one of the first, not one of the first things to keep about route running. That's a little bit more in depth type stuff, but it's a really good point. Um, so moving on last play of, of Anderson, let's see what this one is. Uh, I said decent comeback. Uh, so I want to see what happens here. Uh, kind of the same thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty much the same route uh, or it is the same route. A dry phase is good. His shoulders come up pretty early though. Um, takes that hard stop right there. One, two, three, four. On that fourth, he starts to cut and he comes back. He gets his hips around pretty fast. I like yeah. that. Um, not he's not he, he he gets his hips around. His routes are a little bit rounded at the top. He doesn't have explosion. Like you see that that roundedness right there. We want it to be more sharp, like a really good route runner. Um, you want to see him explode, but it's it's overall it's a decent route. Um, Donald has really good timing with him and uh, hits him for a first down. Nice catch too. So. Yeah, and the thing that he has working for him is his speed. So, like, so going back to what mm-hmm. we talked about, you know, if he learns to be a little bit more under control, and he, he gets out of this break, he flips his hips, like you said, you know, a mm-hmm. little quicker, but he's still running off the routes a little bit more than you, than you like. You like it to be a little yeah. bit crisper, a little bit more flat. Yeah, know, right here. Down. Yeah, coming back down to the ball. Still it's good just... throw, good location. I mean, you know, it was a good enough route. And because you have, you know, having the type of speed that he has, he's, you know, he'll be able to get away with this. You mm-hmm. know, for the Exactly. Ball. Exactly. Yeah, so, some people are like, "Oh, he's a really good underneath route runner now too." I'm like, "No, he's not." But because of his speed, he gets open. Because, right. like you said, right, right here, if people are watching, I'll put it. I'll do it slowly. Um, and I'll kind of show you with my mouse. You see how he rounds that right there? Instead of instead of it being almost like a like a half a circle, like a U, you want it to be more of like an aggressive like V. Um, right. So, right. but moving on. Um, good throw, good catch, uh, decent route. Uh, and as we said, um, but moving on. Donald, I don't have as many plays of Donald I did last week, but obviously I do have a couple of plays of Donald, but he gets my number one, 24 of 35, uh, 341 yards, three touchdowns. For for the most part, he went head-to-head with, with Rodgers at home, which is something you want to see um, for sure, especially for as young as he is. Uh, 12 years and 201 days old. He's the youngest player in NFL history with 300 passing yards and three touchdowns in a single game. That's a good stat to have. Yep. Uh, the past three weeks, he's been the highest-graded quarterback at 91.3, like I said. Um, and some things I wrote down, I noticed this game over the last couple of games, I've been noticing uh, more than I did in college in the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, I think he's learning how to manipulate defenses with his eyes more, which is a big positive. You have to do that in the NFL. I'm sure, you know, as a safety, that's all the quarterbacks do. Yep. Um, and then with his body too, where, where he'll show, he'll open up his shoulders to the flat, um, to sell. He's throwing, you know, the, the hitch or the, you know, the short curl or whatever, um, route route in the flat, and then he'll throw the route over top of it, whatever, make a smash concept, whatever. So um, that's some, th- some things I've definitely been noticing. Um, and he's been noticing where to place balls with uh, with defenders' leverage. We're like, you know, uh, college guys and even some guys in the NFL, like let's say it's a nine or slot fade, they'll just, they'll just see or, or a seam route, they'll just see, okay, well, this is a deeper route. I got to throw it vertically over top of them. Don's learning how to read leverages and throw the balls back shoulders. Um, more inside than outside, he's learning that stuff a lot, and you could and you could see it. And, and something else I haven't seen in the last three weeks. I don't know if you've seen it. I rarely, I don't see him stare down receivers anymore like he was in the beginning of the year. So he's he's coming along for sure. Um, yep. these last couple of weeks overall, what do you think? Uh, do you, do you agree with those assessments or or not? No, I agree. I mean, <laughs> you know, from you know the last two three weeks, I mean, he's definitely come on, and you can definitely see him growing and understanding what he's seeing in regards to coverages. Uh, reading guys' leverages, like you said, and, and putting the ball in different spots now. And that's the mark of, you know, kind of the, the better quarterbacks, you know, in the NFL. You know, they know where to put the ball based off of coverage, leverage. And, you know, they've they've worked at 
Yeah, I mean, and they had to go through the same maturation process, you know, as Donald did, where mm -hmm. you learn where to put the ball. You can't drill every ball in. Sometimes, you, you know, you may have to float one or you may have to put it, over, you know, put it over the top or you may have to throw it, you know, slightly short, you know, slightly behind somebody, uh, you know, whoever it is that's just running the route. So he's learning how to do that. And the body manipulation is really, really what I like because it's, mm -hmm. it's really key, you know, especially when you're playing teams that are trying to disguise and, and you know change coverages and move guys around a lot so i think him being able to move guys not just by what the routes are and the formations are but because he's opening up his shoulders or he's mm -hmm. looking at the flat and throwing to the curl or vice versa you know i think is you know that's what's going to keep him around for a long time like i said with the talent he has around him and doing this at 21 years old what he could be in four or five years I said I, I believe he can be a top three or five quarterback. and I, I really think what he's shown the last couple of weeks, if he plays like this consistently, even if he doesn't grow much from this, he's going to, he's going to be pretty close to that. Now, if he learns um, how to kind of hone in some of this stuff and make some better decisions, obviously he's 21 years old, I think he's going to, to grow. Um, he could be fantastic. I, I really do think he's, he's a, the aggressiveness – um, the footwork are probably two biggest problems, but here the Jets run a just a um, a flat route and then a and a slant. It's a pretty simple concept. And the thing about this is, I would like so I don't know if this I'll I'll, I'll go here. So you see Donald kind of throw this like back shoulder to to McGuire. Um, and I would like to see McGuire you know catch this. You know, it would be would be a difficult catch. But I think what ends up happening here is oh, – it's not going to show the other view. Yeah, so it, I, I wasn't able to get a good view, but the defender had um, – he was behind him. He was trailing. Yeah. But McGuire was looking for the ball from here. So I don't know if Donald was ex like, okay, well, he's expecting the back shoulder, so I'm going to throw the back shoulder. But regardless, he should have let him here. Because if he, if he leads him here, this, is, this could be a touchdown. Right. Um, so this is one of the decisions. I, I'm going to go over the bad plays first. All the stuff I've been saying, body manipulation, eye manipulation, knowing where to place of all this stuff. He's, he, that's, he's been showing that a lot, but he still has some flashes of him needing to grow. There's, he's not a finished product yet. Nobody is in their first year, two, three, four in the NFL. So I would see him lead him vertically here, though. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Yeah, he definitely – especially, yeah, once, once, once he takes off, he, he needs to leave him more, throw that ball towards the pylon, if anything. Uh, and give him a chance to actually catch the ball. Throwing a back shoulder here, you actually help the defender out because now he has a slowdown and the defender catches up and he get you know, Jones, I think that's Jones. He gets a chance to make a play on the ball as opposed to he had him beat already on the wheel route. You know, just, just lob it over his head, throw it out the pylon. So, mm -hmm. you know, so you make the catch. Yeah, I got a couple of the bad ones I want to talk about. Um, and they were even like terrible. That's not like a terrible decision, uh, but it's, it's the difference between an incompletion and a touchdown potentially there and it's going to happen. Uh, so I don't think I'm a Donald Basher. We, I, I love, he, like I said, high scoring quarterback at 21 years old the last three weeks is freaking impressive with what he's working with, as you can see. Um, this is one of the ones where he missed this uh, this throw a little bit, and I, but I like the, that one he's escaped. Esca even though there's not a lot of pressures here, he could have been a little bit more calm. Um, mm -hmm. But it is what it is. He's a good throw on the run right here. Um, and he points uh, McGuire to, to the sideline, which I like. He's not he's, – he's not – panicking um that's pretty confident it's a pretty good thing to do but he misses him just a tiny bit and it hits the Packers defender in in the in the shins now it would have been a difficult throw regardless but uh he McGuire had some decent uh, leverage to to catch that ball so uh I think yeah, safer. I, yeah I think that's a good throw actually you gotta make that catch I mean just, it, the other I view mean, it just it just goes past his hands like it's right here his it just goes past it yeah okay right yeah I probably didn't see the other view because to me mm -hmm. 
I mean, to me, I mean, this is a decent throw. You know, you, you, there's going to be tough catches you got to make in the NFL. That's why it's the NFL. So mm-hmm. you're expected, you know, more times than not to be able to bring in the tough catches. You know, it can't all be on the quarterback. You know, and, and even even the best ones will tell you, like, yeah, there were some throws that I made and, you know, the receiver bailed me out. You know, that's, you know that happens more times than people think. So, so I, I mean – I watched I, it like a thousand times from the other view. Maybe this one – I can't tell if it touched his fingertip, but it, it, if it did, it just skimmed it here. Now, mm-hmm. may, the other view, it didn't look like it, but by the ball's trajectory, like usually what you look at, I'm, I'm, obviously you do as well, but you look at the ball's spin and see if it changes at all. Right. The angle of the ball looks like it changes a little bit to the outside right here. So maybe it did just touch it. Um, yeah. yeah, I think you tested. Yeah, yeah, you tested. Yeah. You just got to make that catch. But you got to bring, just... you got to bring, bring the other hand in and, and make the catch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a tough catch, yes, but you're expected to make those catches. You know, in the NFL, that's just you know, you know, unfortunately, that's just what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, you're getting paid millions, not to be a dick, but. I hope you could do it. Uh, but he's, he's, he, McGuire's been playing well. He, um, we'll talk about him a little bit um, with some more like technical stuff that I want to get into. It's, it's a little bit more technical. Uh, and so this one, this is one of the decisions I did not love. Um, this was third and 10 or third and 11, literally third and 10. And they're just running a smash concept here. I would like to see Donald throw the, throw the corner right here. Uh, the corner is right. open. Um, now maybe, maybe he sees, he, obviously the corner, I, I point to my screen sometimes, like I'm like, you guys can see me pointing to the screen. It's just how I watch film. Um, now maybe what I'd like to see him kind of open his hips up and, and fake that hitch. So the corner bites down on it. Yeah. Um, but he has room to throw that to Anderson. That would be a first down. So this is one of the decisions where I, he needs to make a different decision. Yeah, no, and I agree with you that. Yeah. I mean, that's both the corner. I mean, it's going to have to be one ball, which is, I mean, and that's basically putting the ball on him. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't really get a whole lot of air underneath it. I mean, he can throw one ball and, and put that on him, you know, and put that on Anderson to eat the truth. But like you said, he can look at the look at the flat route and then, you know, throw it to the corner. So, I'm, you know, I'm with you on that. I think he, he definitely should have thrown the corner here. Because mm-hmm. the because if you look at the defensive back, he's really – even though he's turned like he's – you know, like he can really get back, you know, to the corner route, he's throttled down so much. I don't know if he'd get there if, if Donald just, you know, just drills one in there. Yeah, so like I, I get the slight hesitation with that corner yeah. opening up like that, and like that shuffle, but throw a little head fake or, or 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 look him off right here, and then he'll 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 bite down like he did right there. Right. Um, so that was one of the decisions where, um, you know, it is what it is. Like I said, he got to go. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I don't think that, and we'll get into the good place. Trust me. But I don't think that either one of us could deny what he's shown the last three weeks is is absurdly uh, encouraging about him being one of the top flight quarterbacks in the NFL if he keeps developing uh, with more talent. Like I said, if you give him the top three or what, some of the top three interior offensive linemen, a really good center, a really good running back, I mean, a really good uh, right guard, left guard, just like Baker Mayfield has, if you put him on the Browns right now the way he's playing, man, uh, what he would be doing would be, I think, yeah, crazy, Brown, honestly. Browns in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think so. I, I So from what I've seen from the mental aspect of Donald, I like Donald more than Mayfield. I know Mayfield has a great stats and all that stuff, but over the last three weeks, I don't think Mayfield has played that all season. That's just me. Um, so this is another one from Donald that I would like to see a little bit differently. Um, I, I, again, with Robbie Anderson's route here, I don't, I, don't, I don't like how he bows that so far outside. He's helping the corner right here. Um, he needs to hold that line. That's what they, they call it, even though he's playing outside leverage. But once he, once he opens that hip, you want to see him just duck his head into there and just take that line, uh, even though he is skinnier um, than him. But he bows it out a little bit too far to the sideline. But I, I would like to see Donald at this point, because this is when he throws the ball, 
does Robbie Anderson have a better chance of a, ba- a back shoulder? But I guess he sees that that area to the outside where a lot of if you see that area where he's not getting sweet, yes. like to see him, you know, throw to the back shoulder. But right. I think at this point, I like to see him start to start vertically um, because Anderson, you know, when Anderson's even, he's leaving type of deal, um, and there's no safety over top. So this was one I kind of put a question mark on it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, that was on the way he where the only place that he could go based on. On the one, I don't like this. I don't like this route concept versus this anyway. Um, mm. And if any, because if if anything, if you get number two, if he runs straight up the seam, he can manipulate the safety like he's running at right by Anderson. And obviously, because he's you know, as soon as he looks over, the safety's watching Donald. He favors over there, and you can throw the seam route, and it's you know, it's a big catch. But you know, I just like to see you know a better ball here. I mean, because and and based off of what they're doing, it's the right read. But if anything, because he's even, I'm, I'm like you, yeah you know throw it up and let Robbie run underneath and go get it you know yeah, like, I mean I honestly I see that I know mm-hmm. I understand that the area is there where he can throw the back shoulder but I, I'm with you with Robbie Anderson if he's even he's leaving I'm throwing I'm throwing it up you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not killing him for this this is not even that bad of a decision but I'm just saying like something little because like at this point I, I would like to see that vertical but Anderson like I said with that route so you see how for the people watching um you see how he starts you know a little bit um below these numbers right here he starts here and he ends up here. You want to see him start here, run here, yeah. and then you then you work. You have this whole room to work with that with that throw. But because he bows out right here, um, Donald has less room to work with on that back shoulder. Where if he was here, you know, right here running this route, he has all that room um, to throw that back shoulder where, where Anderson can push off. So not the best route from Anderson, um, but throw that throw that that vertically. Um, but, yeah, throw that vertically. Yeah, I mean, but because of the less room, even though it's a lot less room. That's another reason why I would like to see him just go ahead and throw it vertically. Exactly. Because, you know, exactly. because the, the two, I guess the, what's the landmark? A yard and a half, two yards, you know, I guess outside of, you know, towards the sideline is kind of like your aiming point. For, so like, for like the back shoulders, yeah. yeah. Well, no, for the, for the vertical. You want to throw it, you want to throw it out. You want to throw it high and outside, you know, more towards the sideline when you're throwing a, throwing a nine route. When you're throwing a deep nine route, oh, yeah. you've got that much room, you want, to, you want to throw the ball on the outside shoulder of the wide out. So he, he's got like two and a half yards. Mm-hmm you know, where he can throw it to Robbie Anderson. So that's what, another reason why I'd like to see him throw a vertical. Yeah, and, and because you said, like, because of that route, he didn't give himself as much room as you'd like to see for that back shoulder. So he kind of almost cancels out the back shoulder, and he's even. So it's a, it's a mixture of things, but it's, it's a quick read you have to make in the NFL. Yeah. Um, this was probably the worst one um, of the game for me. This is where experience is going to come in and learning how to manage the clock. And then I have one more play of the bad, and a couple plays of the good. Um, but 324 left in the game, um, third and 19, which the Jets ran some questionable play calls before this. He had them in third and 19, but I think they got a holding that led him to third and 19. And they run like a, like a, like a, it's almost like a, it would be like a screen to Cannon. So I, I, would, I would like to see him one throw that because he sees that linebacker, but he could float that over top and then give Anders, uh, give a uh, Cannon some room to work with three blockers right there. It'd be like three versus three or, you know, four or five if he comes over, but maybe he can pick it up, but he pumps it and spins around and he, he dirts it. You cannot dirt this ball right here. Um, there's three twenty-four left in the game. You're up by um, was it five points? I think it's five points at this point. Yeah. Um, so if anything, if you don't want to throw that, which you should have anyway, start running. Scramble near the line. <laughs> yeah, I was say start. Slide, yeah, slide. Yeah, know, start. Yeah. Fall down. Um, so he's getting well, no, just if you t- we turn around. If he doesn't see that that's open, yeah, just like come back to you know come back to the side he started to initially. It turning into it's turning into sandlot football. Now the receivers are going to have to start running around and and trying to get open. But yeah, I'm with you. You can't you can't throw this in the dirt. I mean I I mean I get it. 
you know, because, you know, there, there's no routes, you know, given to the, the guys down here, you know, at the bottom. But, yeah, you, you know, at this point, you got you to gotta, you gotta turn him and start playing backyard football at this point. Dave, I don't know why he didn't throw this. Like, he should have just thrown this anyway. Just either put it on him or float it over. Either way, he's going he's gonna to outrun that linebacker. He's freaking fast. Oh, that's not Cancer. That's McGuire. Um, <clears throat> but I think – I think it's, yeah, it's McGuire. Um, so, like I said, even if you're not doing uh, the backyard football, just – Scramble was a lot of scrimmage and slide. Yeah. That's all you need to do. And then you're giving uh, – I think because at this point, the, the, the Packers didn't have any timeouts. So, yeah. didn't like but that. Then, but that is Matthews, by the way. I don't, I don't know if McGuire is going to get away from him. That would be tight. <laughs> yeah, that's Matthews up top playing linebacker on the outside. Okay, I think he's yeah. in the way. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him the thumbs up there. I'm gonna give him the thumbs up. Um, let's see, one, one more, one more here. So this would have been a ridiculous throw at the end of the game. Deontay Burnett made a ridiculous catch on this play, um, but Donald doesn't see anything open. Drops back. He get a little bit of pressure. So he just feels a little bit of pressure. So he rolls out to the right, which is a fine decision. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, everything's going that way anyway. But so, yeah, exactly, exactly. He, but I would like to see him make this throw. It's it's there. Ooh, yeah. But it's and Burnett catches that, which is ridiculous. But he has so much room that he he could put this like on him. Like a, this is more of like a general accuracy type of throw. It'd be a really good general accuracy throw. But he can put on on his body right here, and he can just tap out of bounds. There's there's linebackers trailing, but he has plenty of leverage right here. He needs to make this throw. This 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 wins most likely wins the game right here. Yeah, no, I like definitely like to see a better throw on that because he's got space. Throw it, just throw it at the pylon, man, and mm-hmm. you know, throw it at the pylon and inbounds, and and give him a chance to make the catch. You know, inbounds. You know, yet would it be a tough catch? Still, not as tough as this one. You know, but you know, he would at least get a chance to get his body on the ball, and and you know, he'd have to, you know, obviously get his feet down. But yeah, I definitely like to see you know see him make a you know make a better throw. Yeah, I get a, I get that there's a little bit of pressure in his face right here. And this isn't a huge worry for me because Donald has – he's really, really good at throwing on the run. But, you know, either either uh, a little bit less height and, and you you have this or if it's not as hard as a throw and you kind of just float it a little bit more, you got to realize that how far the linebackers are away, are away from getting this ball. So this would have yeah. won the game, which would have been pretty cool. Him, him to his USC teammate, but uh, didn't make it. But now we're going to get to the good from Donald because – you know, we did say it was a, it was a, he was the number one stutter. I said he's the number one stud of this game, but uh, so let's get into his good stuff now because we just went over the bad. And, and the, there was only like two or three bad plays in the Texans. This game, like I said, we just went over like six or seven was pretty questionable. Um, but that's and that's why I rated the Texans game higher, even though oh well, this game he had three touchdowns and more yards. But the last game he was crazy good. And this play, this was like the first throw in the game, I think. He meant to do this. I can't say definitely, um, but he you know drops back play action. He feels a little bit of pressure coming from the interior of the right side, so that's a nice slide in the pocket right here. And he throws the ball. And I think he throws the ball in his comeback to to, to Rob Anderson inside and low because he sees the the leverage. He's he's watching the whole time. He sees the leverage of this um, corner, and I think he means to do this. I don't know if you you agree with me. Uh, I don't know. I'm watching watching. Uh... Yeah, I can. I mean, based on if I'm going off of what NFL quarterbacks like to use, yeah, he probably wanted to put it more low and inside. You know, because for, he's playing over top and yeah, he's playing hard outside. Yeah, because he's, he play, he's playing over top and playing outside. And I mean, he's playing the route. The DB's got the route covered. Donald just makes a better throw. That's throwing the receiver open. That's what I. That's yeah. what I think it was. Right. Um. But that's just me. That's that. You know. 
And, and if so, that's a great freaking play. So I'm yeah. going to give him a thumbs up on that one. I think, he, I think he meant to do that. It's hard to tell, especially when he's on the move and sliding like that, if he definitely meant to do it. Right. Um, but it's a good decision, and it looks good. So I'm going to say he did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what this one is. So they're, uh, the Jets are in a wing set. or Yeah, I'll call it. I, I, don't, I think there's another name for it. Like people call it like an ace wing set, I believe. Um, yeah. But it's a wing set to the, to the right yeah. side right here with two tight ends. Excellent. And they run a uh, – just two verticals right here, and great ball. This is like throwing the receiver open, knowing where to throw the ball right here. He sees this defender over top um, and inside, so he throws the ball with room to the sideline on his back shoulder. Uh, it makes a fantastic – that's a good throw, good read, good quick read. So, Yeah, no, that's definitely a great throw. I hope this – I hope this isn't supposed to be with the route, you know, what the route concept is supposed to be. <laughs> Price, but yeah, but no, he definitely makes a you know he he reads the defender, puts the ball in the right spot, you know, which is on the outside, you know, to the outside, so so he can make the catch. I'm just I'm not a fan of that route concept. Obviously, I don't know why you have two guys, one running vertical and one running, you know, a, a corner route right into him, unless it's supposed to be an out route, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. but no, he does a good job of of seeing the defender and putting the ball in the right spot. You know, it's definitely a good throw. So there's the, the the it's a decent play by Herndon too, who you can see that arm extension right there, and then he and then he switches off right here. That that right there, that's to keep that that distance, which is a good play. That's that's smart right there. Good uh, understanding of how to get open, but he needs to make this catch uh, cleaner. He it just hits him in the chest right here um, yeah. before it, and it, because it, look how far his hands are apart. How are you gonna catch a ball like this? Um, that and he tries to look back to where he's gonna run too soon as well. So a little bit better technique from Herndon there would make a cleaner catch. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can see right here. <laughs> wow. So that's what you call oh, putting wow. it on him? Yeah. That's how you put it. Yeah, you put it on him. That's a one ball, baby. Just Literally. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but Herndon Hern will learn. Good, good everything before the catch. His hands need to get closer together. He needs to look that ball in. Um, good extension to the ball, but the hand placement's not not good. Um, yeah, so but moving on to the next play of Donald, uh, not not too too much on the good because we have some other things that we, I wanted to talk about this game. Um, so this is this is just a I think this is a slant flat right here, and Donald is checking the linebacker, and as soon as the linebacker, um, or it's not a linebacker actually, it looks like a safety who's on man um, on that yeah on on McGuire, and as soon as he clears that zone um, where Donald can can fit that fit that ball where he kind of like where I call it like leaving his hallway, so you see his hallway is set to like here. As soon as that um, defensive back leaves his hallway, so it's a clean hallway, he throws the ball um, and nice nice delivery and you know quick decision, uh, yep. accurate ball, fast ball, and um, it's quick, but it's a it's a smart play. Yeah, that, really smart play. Good job of reading the coverage. Seeing mm-hmm. if he come down, taking a flat route. Yeah, and it leaves it. I mean, it's not a big space. I mean, I, I guess in the league that's a big space. But you know, he he fits in in there. Good catch mm-hmm. and and um, you know, pick up some yards after the catch. But that's a good job by Donald reading. You know, reading the defense and seeing what's in front of him. Mm-hmm. Okay, a couple more. Uh, so let's see, thirteen is the next one. Uh, fourth and one. Oh, I put. I was being kind of, I was being kind of you know, a little bit um whatever here, but fourth and one. Donald's actually becoming a pretty good uh guy and QB sneaks. I'm pretty confident with him in QB sneaks uh, recently. Um, and this is just smart. He sees like this, um, I don't know if you call this a, a, a bear. It's like a type of a bear front, right? If I'm not, yeah. I'm not mistaken. So you have the, you have the zero and the two threes, even right. though it's almost like, like a two and a, and almost like a three or almost like a two, uh, but a little bit to the outside, but I, I call this a bear front. It's one of the type of a bear front. Yeah. And, um, Donald sees that, that they're loaded up in the middle 
and he just runs to the open area. This is this is it's a big play. It's fourth and one. Um, and I put if you see the top grade at sneaks Brady because uh, we talk about Brady being the best sneaker of probably all time. <laughs> so you know he's going to be Brady because of this. But uh, smart play here. Yeah, good play there. Yeah, definitely read like you say, reading the defense again and just find an open spot. You know, mm-hmm. that's, you know, fourth and one. That's what you got to do. You know, a lot of times, you know, that's you know, usually that's what that's what Brady does. You know, most of the time. So yeah, that's. I hate when I see the Patriots walk into the line. It's third and one or fourth and one. Like they're gonna freaking get it. It's just it's not. They're not gonna not get it. I think I've been I've seen <laughs> stuff like one time my entire life. Right. <laughs> um. So this is a this is a good this is like more of just like a general again general accuracy that I put on Anderson and this is good this is a good with the eye and body manipulation you see how he he fakes the handoff right here and he's opening up like he's gonna throw like almost that hop and, and the defenders bite down so hard on that bubble yep. um, because of the because of the manipulation from from Donald and the Jets run um called a you call it a streak seam or you can call it almost almost like kind of like a divide a little bit almost like a divide um. And puts it on Anderson, and Anderson cuts to the inside. Easy touchdown for the Jets. Yeah, it's a good job. Like you, like like we've been talking about, good job of manipulating the defense. And uh, play by the defense, but still. yeah, yeah, that's a bad play by the defense. Yeah, I just wonder. Uh, I mean, they score either way. I just wonder if that you know if that post is is open mm-hmm. a little bit more than than Robbie. You know, I mean, I mean, but they're both open, so you can't you know you can't really kill him on this. You know, mm-hmm. but no, good job of manipulating the defense. Yeah, and they bite down on it. You know, you know, versus the the play action that he gave and and shoot, you get score. It's easy. I like it. I like it a lot. They put up like thirty plus points or whatever. It's a good for me. So, um, four more plays of Donald. Let's see here. Um, oh, this is one of the touchdowns. I just did this because this is the Jets were in hurry up and the the Packers were not. Yeah, they were set. They were not set right here, and this is pretty much the easiest touchdown you're ever going to get in the NFL. Yep. Um, but I just put it on because I don't I don't know why it was one of his touchdown passes. I guess good job recognizing that that there. Donald actually plays better when they hurry the offense up. So I don't know why they don't do it more. Um, but good yeah, recognition just throws a yeah, touchdown. That's an easy freaking touchdown. Yeah, I, I agree with it. Like all year, he's been whenever they go hurry up, he does so much better when they're in hurry up. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in the earlier games in the year when they were, you know, when they when they're out of it, you know, when they're losing, he still plays better when he's hurrying it up. So. I don't, I don't know why they didn't just do that all year, you know, if anything. Just, I mean, if you have to run hurry up, you know, to kind of get into the flow of the game or get, a, you know, get ahead, and then you can kind of dial it back a little bit. If you get a lead, okay, I get that. But, yeah, just play to your strengths. You know, if, if he's a hurry up guy, just play, you know, play hurry up ball. That's fine. Uh, so this is my – I believe this is the one. This is my favorite play of the game from, from Donald. With that, with like that bootleg play action, and he rolls out to the left. And this is first and 25. And both of these routes, you have you have the um, shallow crossing route of the over from Jermaine Curse. You have uh, you know have, uh, Herndon who who leaks out to the flat, and both of these guys are open. Look, just throw the ball. You know, you're a rookie quarterback. You don't see this stuff down the field. Right. But the fact that he throws this like little pump fake right here that bite, that makes that that corner right there bite down, and then he right. throws this ball to Robbie Anderson with one. He's on the move. It's it's a 25, 20 or even plus yard throw. He puts it on him uh, in a good spot. This is like ne- this is next level stuff right here. Yeah, no, like you said, he could have easily thrown the the you know the the two lower you know lower crossing routes, but I mean that's part of being a good NFL quarterback. When you can manipulate defenses with whether it be pump face, your eyes, shoulders, uh, you know, little hip movement, things like that. When you can when you learn to heart, you know when you learn to start doing that on a consistent basis, you know that's when like you said that's when you you put yourself up in the upper echelon. You know quarterbacks and he, he has that you know he's just got to do it consistently you know and be able to make 
you know, make those throws, you know, more accurate than not. He's going to miss some, but you want to mm-hmm. make those, you know, more more times than not. But but I definitely I love this throw. Puts it in a good spot and, and makes a you know squares his hips, you know, makes an accurate throw. Yeah, just that pump fake before too to make that corner bite. And like you said, this is this is the separates the the decent quarterbacks from the like from the top top level. And he's been mm-hmm. showing the top top level stuff for the last couple of weeks, um, and it's been awesome. Uh, two more plays, so. <laughs> like I said, like where do you think like just just by talking? I know I'm super excited because I haven't seen a great Jets quarterback in my entire life. But seeing <laughs> seeing what I've seen from him from USC translating to the NFL, even growing on it, I I really do think he ends up being a top a top five type guy. Um, he's gonna be a different quarterback, but I'm talking about like in that upper echelons. Like maybe he'll never be Brady or Rodgers, but like those Russell Wilsons, uh, Philip Rivers, like those guys who are really high up there. I really do think he, he's gonna end up being that. That's just that's my opinion if you get better coaching around him like you said you mean you watch the film all the time and you see these concepts like I don't know what the hell they're doing there so he has a bad concepts of the bad running game with a bad offensive line with average playmakers with the development and the continued development of the team I really do think he's going to be in that upper echelon of, of uh, quarters our quarterbacks I'll know what you personally yeah no no I agree with that and I think once particularly since you know you've got like Breeze and Brady and Rodgers you know they're getting older so is Phillip Rivers even though he's still playing at a high level mm-hmm. um I think you know not once, last week. You know, yeah, not last week. <laughs> but yeah, well, yeah. I mean, which I we'll wow. talk about that a little bit. Yeah, but once you know those guys kind of start leaving, um, yeah, he he'll probably be it'll be. I think it'll probably be him. Um, I think you know, obviously, it'll be Pat Mahomes. Um, I think um, it would be. Um, I think I think I'm I'd, probably say- put, I'd probably put Cam in there. Baker has a chance to do a, a little something. Russell um, Wilson. If, you know, Russell Wilson obviously is still going to be there, and even like Derek Carr because Derek Carr is starting to play a lot better too in Oakland. Um, I, don't, I think he doesn't have interception in the last nine games. Yeah, so he he started to play a lot better too. So those are going to be the guys that you know that you're really maybe Mayfield, maybe Mayfield. Yeah, that you're going to start looking at. You know that you're going to put. You know they're the top five or six. You know quarterbacks in in, in NFL. And people say, oh well, you didn't mention Goff. Yeah, Listen, Andrew, man. or Andrew Luck. Yeah, luck. He's actually yeah. playing good. Yeah, he's playing well too. So, and now, it, you know what, Deshaun Watson. I mean, there's there's a few. It just kind of, you know, depends on, you know, on how those other guys play. You know, how yeah, everybody no, kind of plans out. I think I think personally, he's going to be in that range with the with the with the Wilson, um, with Luck. Like those like those top top guys. I think he's going to be in. I think he's going to be better than like overall. I think he's even better than Cam. I think he's even better than Wentz. I think he's even better than Goff. And people think I'm, I'm really crazy for saying that at this point in his career. Goff, listen, I watch him, and sometimes he's good, but sometimes he's really, really bad. Against the Bears, he was making piss-poor decisions versus the Bears. Yeah. Uh, Wentz is inconsistent, so I really think he's going to be Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck type level. I, that's, and I'm, I'm not just saying that, so I, I hope if you're listening and you don't just think that, I, I'm really, really excited about this kid. Um, yeah. And even even here, like I'm just like the, the accuracy he has, the smarts he has with the body manipulation, with being able to throw th- uh, throw into tight windows, all the stuff at such a young age, and and the mobility he has, and the just a raw athletic uh, athleticism. Uh, here, you have, the, you have the pressure from the um, from the nine tech. He steps up in the pocket, avoids it the entire time. And another thing about this too is that that that's impressive that people are not like thinking about ball security he has yeah. one fumble this entire year he had like 13 fumbles his last year at, at usc this entire year two hands on the ball he has one fumble that's because of a piss poor snap from long and they try to hand it off to cruel and there was a botched a botched um handoff exchange that's just one fumble this year so really by himself he has no fumbles um ball security 
dips his shoulder, reduces his body, gets around it, nice athleticism, keeps his eyes downfield, and makes a hell of a throw to Anderson. Anderson, I don't know why he goes up the way he does, but this is a great ball. Uh, Anderson drops it. Yeah, that's a nice ball. You got to catch that. And I definitely like – and he's always been good, you know, even when he was at USC in regards to, like, pocket presence and, and feeling mm-hmm. pressure of being able to escape. So he does a good job, you know, doing that, obviously, because that's one of his strengths. Keeps his eyes downfield and delivers a great ball. I mean, you got to make that – you got to get two hands up mm-hmm. and make that catch. I mean, yeah. that's – you can't let go – you can't let balls like that or, like, players like that go to waste. Yeah, watching him do this stuff, it just – it honestly gets me excited. It, it really does. Um like, even like Cam, like, if Cam, he took away his athleticism, which obviously is a big part of it, like, he, he, just in terms of quarterbacking, he's, he's solid, but, like, he hasn't been great. Um, like, Carr, he, when he gets pressured, he makes some crazy decisions as well. But, uh, yeah. like I said, Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, I think it's, those are, like, the top three guys um, coming up with, with uh, probably with Mayfield. Um, who are some other – I'm trying to think of, like, really other uh, – yeah, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, yeah. Um, who else is going to be up yeah. there? Pat Mahomes. Oh, Mahomes, obviously. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's, that's stupid not even to say that. But I think that's like the top five, six guys uh, over the next couple of years with Donald. Um, and this is another – this is the last one here. Uh, again, it's just him having confidence. Um, he's, reading the, he's reading the defense. He pumps that, the, the flat, whatever the, the round of the flat is, decides he doesn't want to throw it. He sees Leggett right there between two defenders. He points him to the open area. You can see that. You can see the point, um, him telling him to, to cut back outside. Delivers a nice ball, puts it on him because um, he can't. He can't lead him. He can't put it too far behind him because there's two defenders collapsing. Um, yep. And boom, it's a first. It, well, actually, it wasn't a first down because uh, I think it was like third and one right here. And this led to that sneak that I showed before. But uh, good play by Donald again. Yep, good play. Manipulate, you know, like again, manipulating the defense or manipulating the offense in this case and making you know making a good ball. And you get you know sometimes you have to do that. You know that's you know there when 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 we, when you're watching games. I don't think people realize like how many of these plays, mm-hmm. even though they look like there's a person, you know, like they work how it's drawn up or whatever it is <laughs> that they're not. I would say like 55 to 60% of the plays that they get made aren't exactly how they're drawn up. It's probably even higher than that. I, are you talking about the Jets or the NFL in general? I'm talking about the NFL in general. Yeah. So, so Jets know, like of, 97%? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and this like this are people like oh well it's, it's the stats say that you know uh, the offensive line is like fifteenth. So this is what a lot of people are saying: the offensive line, and I know you're on Jets Twitter a lot, and there are mics. I hate reading it, but the Jets defense or the Jets offensive line is really bad in run game, but they're ranked like fifteenth in pass blocking efficiency. I don't agree with that. I think it's no. a lot of Donald doing what he's it's, doing here. Um, right, it's, it's a lot of Donald running for his life. So <laughs> so when you're not. You know, and that's all based off of sacks, you know, and things like that, uh, you know, sacks and pressures. But when you got a guy that's running for his life every play, it's going to be, you know, and he's good at doing it like Darnold is, then, yeah, the offensive line does look a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that happens, you know, it, it happens with Russell Wilson in Seattle. That line's not great, hasn't been great for a while, but no, he conti- you know, but they continue to look good because they can hold on just long enough till he starts running for his life and he starts making plays, you know you know, whether it be inside or outside the pocket. Yeah, so I just have a few more plays of this game um, for, to wrap it up. Uh, the good from the defense. We're talking good, so we'll talk, we'll talk the rest of good. Henry Anderson has come on the last couple of weeks, four tackles, one sack. He's with one pass deflection, uh, r- nice recognition on his screen. Um, this is one of the sacks. Uh, I, I moved my screen here because he is the three tech, maybe even four I. I, would call, I guess I call it three. Um, I know people who just label like, like zero, one, one three, three, five. Yeah. And I'm like, that is not enough detail. Um, but he's a three. 
the 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 left guard has bad technique right here. You see how he's like really leaning in. He doesn't have his yeah. he doesn't really have his feet under him. Um, so it makes it pretty easy for Henry Anderson. But I like the recognition right here of him you know, to throw that like that double swipe, double swipe. into yep. uh, like a like a maybe like a partial ripper here. He gets the sack. Uh, nice hit from Jamal Adams too. But bad technique by the left guard. But nice sack from Henry Anderson. He's been uh, providing some interior pressure this last couple of weeks. So. Yeah, he's been playing. Yeah, he's been playing good the last few weeks. I, I he did like, get a contract. What would you? What, what's the yeah. highest you'd be able to get? Like, what? What's? What do you think is like a reasonable price range for a guy like Henry Anderson? Do you think? Oh man, I mean, consider what he's done. He has seven uh, sacks. He's got. He's got a couple pass deflections. He's been playing pretty well. Yeah. Um, here, so. I'm trying to think of whose contract I give him. Um, I mean, because if you're giving somebody like Sue, like fourteen. Um, I mean, Sue's. I mean, he's still pretty good. Uh, I don't think him. I don't think him. Just. I don't think he's that good. No, I think. I mean, I mean, I guess. You, I mean, you can give him ten. No, so, so I would say like nine to ten. I think would be yeah. a reasonable nine to ten. Yeah. And then with some injury incentives and stuff like that, like how many games he plays because he had some injuries in the past. So I think right. I think you give him right. right. I would say I would say eight to ten, maybe eight to eleven, uh, like a three million dollar range right there, uh, with right. some incentives because he's been playing well. He plays really freaking hard. He's he, and and he's a he's a team player. Uh, I think he plays hard in every single snap. And I love watching people play hard. Yeah. Um. Even though it's like that shouldn't be like a big thing, but yeah, all it is. There's guys who don't, don't play hard. Um, moving on for him, Frankie Louvu, another sack guy who's undrafted out of what Washington State or Washington. I never look it up after I say it, um, but he's been playing pretty well. Brandon Copeland, three tackles, looked okay this game. Hewitt, I have two plays of Hewitt that really impressed me. Nine tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss. I got two that I thought were pretty smart players, and he's a guy who's like a special teamer with the Dolphins and all this stuff. And I think from the last couple of weeks, I think we've been talking more about Hewitt than we did uh, than Darren Lee. Um, yeah. Lee was see the problem with the thing with Lee is that's like my my hypothesis on him or whatever you want to call it. It's even the right word for this, but he played so poorly his first couple of years that he played okay this year, and people really thought he's like oh top ten guy, which is crazy because the Jets fans are so, so used to poor play that they overrate their guys and they do play well. Um, but he was been making more plays. This play, I I really like this for for one a couple of reasons. He doesn't he doesn't fall for that. Um, it's not an orbit motion, but like a jet motion here. Um, doesn't fall for it. He sees the the what the offensive line is is doing that they're going to run to the to the left side right here. He takes a more of a conservative angle because he knows he has help from the inside. I like that he was, he's not overly aggressive right here. And this is the thing. What does he do right there? He defeats the stiff arm. Yep. Why does he defeat the stiff arm? Because he knows it's coming. Because he's going to the outside. So really, the only thing he can do because the running back cannot cut back inside right here. He chops down the arm. And then he, he continues to – then he makes a tackle. I really like this play from Hewitt um, for multiple reasons, like I said. Yeah, no, that, no, that's a really good play. Like you said, you don't fall for the, the fake jet motion, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, that's at least I mean, what I call it. There's like jet motion, there's orbit motion. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, all this is is if you want to like dumb it down. Um, remember the old school like fake belly toss? That's all this is. Mm -hmm. instead of, but instead of getting the belly, um, you know, from the – you know, action, you know, with the fullback involved, you're just getting jet motion. It's the same damn play, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, mm -hmm. but, no, but he does a good job, of, yeah, but not chasing the motion, keep, you know, reading his keys, you know, and one, you know, seeing it fast enough where he can get through the hole. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you got to knock down knock down that stiff arm, you know, chop it down and make the tackle. Yeah, that's a hell of a play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, – I, I like I like Hewitt. Um, I, he's definitely a guy I want to see back next year. Um, you know, whether it be as a backup or not as a starter, but um, I, I like I like him. Uh, 
and he's he's number 46 right here. Um, and this is a bad play by the running back one, but I, I like the play from Hewitt to basically cl- like club the crap out of him with the with his one arm and get around with like the arm over, and yep. he gets a sack on uh, you know Rogers. But this is bad technique by the running back. His legs are pretty far apart. He ducks his head, um, but regardless, it's a sack. So yeah, no, I like to play because. You see a lot of linebackers, usually they're going in against running backs when they're blitzing. They always try to run over the, the running back. Blow them up. Yeah, and try to blow them up. Dude, have a – you're no different. You know, at this point, you become a pass rusher. Like, have a move. You know, have you don't need, you know, counter moves after counter move. At least have one move as opposed to just running over the guy. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I like the fact that he, he did something different. You come with the, you know, with the swipe or the arm over, whatever you want to call it. Or a club, you know, yeah. and, and gets by the you know gets by the running back and makes the sack. You know that's why I I, I like that play a lot because he's creative in what he's doing. So obviously he had a plan when he was going in, you know, on mm-hmm. the blitz, which which I like a lot. It's a big part of the NFL is having a plan. You don't have a plan, it's usually when you get beat up or whatever. Um, now next from the offense, this is a guy who almost got into my into my mentions um, for the the studs. So I have a couple of plays, like three plays of Elijah McGuire. Elijah McGuire's been playing pretty well. I think he's a good third down back. I think he's a good change of pace back. I don't think he's number one, um, but I think he's a number two going into next year with hopefully like a you know Le'Veon Bell or Talvin Coleman. Like it was Talvin Coleman's gonna be like more like a two headed monster. Uh, even more with Ingram, if they have Le'Veon Bell, obviously Le'Veon Bell, you're gonna pay him a crap load of money, so he's gonna get most of the reps right here. Um, but this is like another uh, where they fake that jet motion and they run an inside zone. Um, and I I like this play from from McGuire for a couple of reasons. One, the cutback, but I like how he knows he's gonna cut back and he presses the line of scrimmage. He doesn't just cut right into this hole. Now, if he cuts, so so what what I'm seeing here, if he cuts right into this hole. As, as he's taking that exchange right here, if he cuts right away, that, that number 50 is going to have more time to, to make a play on the ball. Right. Because he presses, presses the line a little bit more for an extra step or two, number 50 is reacting like he's going he's gonna to try to cut and get skinny through here. Um, and then he, but he's really cutting back. So I like the press of the line of scrimmage. I like that decision. I like the, the vision right here from, from McGuire. And then he gets, you know, whatever, 10, 15 yards, whatever it is. Yeah, definitely a good vision of, of you know, seeing the cutback and the pressing the line of scrimmage. No, and, and I like that. I mean, I like, uh, you know, I like what you said as well. You know, him pressing the line does give him more time to, you know, to allow – it gives him more room, I should say, mm-hmm. you know, to get through the line of scrimmage so he can make that cut, you know, coming back. You know, you get a decent block on 95, um, <clears throat> but, you know, he's fast enough where he can get through the hole and, and you know, and pick up some big yards. So I definitely like this run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, three more plays of McGuire. Uh, and this was – I think this is um... – there's one where I'm talking about the – you'll see. I'm going to get a little bit nerdy in a second. So, football nerdy, at least. Um, well, one, this is actually this – is, this is screen. So, this is actually a good play by Donald, too. You have, the, you have the play action that turns into a screen. Donald, I think he sets this up well where he's not, he's not looking it uh, down. He actually like, looks like he's about to throw deep, and he's like really setting – I think he sets it up pretty well right here. Yep. Wire takes the, takes the handoff. Obviously, he's cutting back to the, to the outside right here. What I like about this right here is – one, he's not he's not full strider here, so he's he's lessening his gait, which allows him to cut better. And look at that look at that back that right foot right there. What he's doing right there, one he's like he's he's throwing on the brakes right there, but by facing his foot outside like that, he's allowing his hips to open up um, more. So you're seeing you're seeing the the altered stride, you're seeing the the hip uh, f- uh, fluidity and and uh, the mobility from him, ability to make fast cuts and and read the defense. So. Um, that's something people don't really realize, but a lot of guys will just like run right into this hole or they don't right. have that hip mobility. So that's, this is a big play for hip mobility. 
Yeah, no, that's a good play. Yeah, you got to be – if you're going to be an effective back, especially when you're talking about screens and – or you, you think about somebody like Darren Sproles, you got to be able to dial it back, you know, at times be able to make those cuts, you know, and then be able to burst, you know, to you know to continue running the field and, and picking up yards. And, mm-hmm. and McGuire shows it. I mean, he, he's got a little bit of that. I wouldn't say he's like yeah. young Darren Sproles level, you know, <laughs> but, you know by any means because that dude is – even now he's still, you know, a freak. But, but he has the ability to make those cuts and, and, and you know, dial it down when he needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, and from I'm trying to see what I, I had looked at cover three on this. Um, maybe it was like a cover three, uh, it might have been a cover three buzz, um, which, but it's a weird because the linebacker starts because who's supposed yeah. to take that curl to flat right now? I don't really yeah, know. I've been that, that corner of tough slant, man. So I, I don't know if they're playing maybe a combo. It's a little bit of a combo coverage. Yeah. Um, yeah. but regardless, it's more about McGuire and what he does in the open field. So what I like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, like, see how he's, so he's not in a full sprint right now. This is what I talk about. He's altering his gait right here. Um, it's a lessened gait because if he's if he's running full speed right here, where his legs are separated more, he's not going to be able to cut. Um, or no, sorry, that's 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 not the play I'm talking about. Um, but he gets he gets past number fifty because I think I I don't know what play I'm supposed that that going to come up. But um, this is another easy touchdown for for Donald, by the way. But he just sprints past here. He's taking uh, that good angle verse fifty, puts his head down. And he yep. gets a he gets a touchdown. Just uh, I guess the physicality. This is just a touchdown. It wasn't a great great play great. by McGuire, right? But he got you a touchdown. He put his head down, so I like it. Yeah, yeah. You get it in. You finish the play. So yeah, especially against I guess a lot of these corners, they're not trying to come up and tackle anyway. So good job of him putting his you know putting his head down and, and finishing. Yeah, I'm trying to see uh, what freaking play. There's a, there's another play on McGuire. I'm not gonna be able to find it now. Uh, oh, this is this is it. I don't know why I skipped this play. I, I literally put on on top of the stride length. Um, so I like this play from Guar. He like, leaks out and take a flat, catches this ball. And I think he knows he's going to cut outside right here because the, the uh, number 35 takes a hard angle to the outside. And you see, like I said, his stride is – this is like super short strides. He knows he's going to cut back inside right here yep. um, and makes a hard cut inside. And he picks up – you know, it's not a big gain, but this is the difference between, you know, a four three-yard gain and a – 10 15 yard gain so i like this play again yeah no i mean definitely a good play like you said reading it you know reading the defender being able to cut back and, and you have to be able to you know you know if you're going to be a good back like i said you got to be able to dial it back and be able to make these cuts mm-hmm. like you said he's he's been showing that he can do that you know mm-hmm. so that's good awareness by him being able to you know read the defenders knowing when to cut back you know some guys just cut back just to cut back you know you there's an art to cutting back and being able to to you know oh, be a sure. of eight guys now, with saying that, this is this is third and one. Um, you could take go. us through this play. So I don't like this play from McGuire. He needs to um, improve uh, for me on this play. Um, but take us through um, if you want. It's like I said, it's this is third and one situation, and he gets stuffed right here. But I think there's a reason uh, he gets stuffed overall. Yeah, well, he well, he takes too many hops. The mm-hmm. first one's fine. After the first one, you gotta you gotta hit it straight up. You know, straight straight in the hole. Here, go. So once exactly. he yeah, once he takes that first one, he's got to go. You take in too many hops, you know. Now you you know you gave the, the backside defender a chance to to you know come around and, and make the tackle on you. If you just take that one hop and and then take it straight up, I mean he's good. I mean because he's got the blocking, if that's what you want to call it. At least he's got somebody in the way, <laughs> you know. But he's got <laughs> but he's got a you know he's got he's got daylight there where he can pick up the first down, you know, instead of taking the extra hops. 
Yeah, like right here, like you don't want to see that that outside there. They leverage that Dozier, the air quotes leverage that Dozier has and Tomlinson. <laughs> so I see him. I like to see him because listen, you're not trying to pick up. You're not trying to pick up a big gain. Just put right. your head down and it's get to that hole. But yeah. because of like you said, the first hop, that's okay. But then you got to have like shorter a shorter stride length shuffle and be able to to poke through any hole. But because he takes yet that second hop right here. Yeah. He's not able to cut because he doesn't have contact with the ground. So it, it's a little bit too hoppy right here. Yeah, uh, he needs to he needs to be more patient right here. He needs more control. Um, that's at least my opinion from from watching that. Uh, yeah. So other than that, uh, curse four receptions, fifty five yards. Andre Roberts, I just put him in here. Four returns for two hundred and three yards. He had a ninety nine uh, yard touchdown return. Um, and at the end of the game, to set the Jets up to get a field goal to put into overtime, he had another fifty yard uh, or another. I think I think a fifty yard return. Um, to get him to like the 50-yard line. So that was great. Uh, bad. I'll go through it quickly from at least when I was in the O-line overall. We talked about the run block, about the pass blocking. They choked in the fourth quarter. They only had three points. Five minutes left in the game. I didn't like the play calling overall um, because, well, I, I put here. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, five minutes left in the game. I put uh, Jets run a fake punt with Rontez Miles on fourth and one. So, that, like, at, like, the wherever they are, like, the on the Jets 40. And then they get a face mask on McGuire, right, like a 50-yard line. And it's first to go, first down, they do an end around to Roberts that loses two yards. I didn't like that play call. And then they get a holding on Winters. And then it's uh, – or sorry, it was first down that loses a two yard or two yards on an end around. Holding on Winters is first and 20. Three-yard run or a negative three-yard run to McGuire. Then second and 23. Four-yard run by McGuire. <laughs> then it's freaking third and 19. I was like, what the hell are they doing? And then <laughs> Donald Dirt said they give Rodgers three minutes left to go in the game uh, with the ball. I was like, oh, God, this is not going to be good. Bad from defense, situational defense. I said it before. It's been bad all year. Uh, they can't make a big stop in big moments of the game ever. Uh, last drive for half, last drives, you know, or drives after the Jets score, whatever it may be. Pass rush, they had four sacks. But listen, freaking Rodgers threw the ball 55 times. It's kind of a law of average. You're going to get some sacks there. Right. Uh, there was many reps where Rodgers was standing back there for five, six seconds. You can't see that. Uh, run defense we talked about. Couldn't contain Rodgers. Uh, special teams. And I'm going to ask you if you have anything to add at the end of this. Myers, another missed field goal. You don't want to see that. But other than that, special teams is awesome. Like I put McGuire. I mean, uh, Roberts did absolutely fantastic. The fake uh, punt to Miles and ramp the middle. That was a good, that was awesome. Uh, and then um, I think I guess that's it. Coaching end of the game. I I, I thought they were a little bit conservative. They're playing not to lose uh, and play calling late in the game. I think they're more trying to hold the ball away from the Packers and they were really trying to pick up first downs. But other than that, do you have anything to uh, to add to this or no? No, I don't. I mean, I, <clears throat> but I mean, like, Mar. Well, I mean, you. I mean, you don't want to see Myers miss field goals. I mean, he's been good, you know, all year. Um, minus the last two games, yeah. Yeah, minus the last two games, yeah. And Roberts is, you know, you know, it's kind of what the broadcaster said. You know, he solidified himself. You know, being a you know Pro Bowl returner. You know, to tell you the truth, you know, yeah. He, you know, especially to at the end of the game. Um, you know, having you know, it's not just the the ninety nine yard return, but the big one at the end. Uh, you know, to get you know, put the Jets in good field position. So you definitely like that. Yeah, he's a big freaking Fortnite fan too. Every every dance he does is Fortnite related, which is fine. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Maybe to sign him back. What do you what do you think? Like just in, just curious, like because I got like special teams guys are a little bit like a special teams ace. Like what do you think he's gonna get from the Jets if they want to resign him? Like like three four million dollars? Like what is? Uh, probably. I mean, because of his returnability, he'll get a little bit more than that. It'll probably be more like the five or seven range. The you know, special teams guys don't get paid like they used to. Um, you know, that number's gone down a lot, to tell you the truth. But, uh, you know, because this is mainly all he does, you know, it won't be any more than, you know, like five or seven million mm-hmm. a year or something like that. 
Okay, so so moving on, we talked about the coach and we talked about the penalties. Um, we didn't really like go over. We went over a lot of the penalties, but like I said, sixteen penalties, regardless if four or five of them are bad. Let's say they had ten or eleven penalties. That that's just brutal. You're never sixteen penalties for one hundred and seventy-two yards. You're playing Aaron Rodgers. It's it, it's you're not gonna. I don't know how Donald's even in his game at points because of holding and false start. He overcame it. Um, so that's unexcusable or inexcusable, unexcusable, inexcusable, whatever. Yeah, well, um, I mean, the problem the problem with that is I I understand with some of the calls you can blame the refs, but this team averages like seven or eight a game. Mm-hmm. So you can't put all of that on the refs. You know, a lot of that is you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so sure, I get, yeah. I, yeah, I get some of the calls. You know that the refs made were bad. You know the four or five that we saw. You know, okay, I can, you know, I can definitely live with that. But the other twelve or whatever it was, eleven, that's on you because you average seven or eight a game. So that's not. It's not like, you know, it's not like the refs just completely, you know, were completely biased or off base with you know a lot of the calls they make because you know, your average is up there in penalties, you know, during, the, you know, every game anyway. Yeah, that's 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 exactly what I said, too, um, coming up to this game where I said to the Jets, like, listen, I understand the penalties are bad and everything like that, but I would say, yeah, I would say the average is probably, I would say eight, maybe eight, yeah. nine. Is yeah, probably like, game. yeah. And that's, yeah. that's, that's just way too much um, a game, especially when you don't have a ton of talent uh, to overcome that, especially the rookie quarterback. You're setting him back so far. Um, but moving on, that's all we have from this game. We, we talked about the Patriots also before I go over it really quickly, I guess. Um, we play them multiple times a year. People know the, the Patriots roster. But you have Brady. He's Brady. Um, he's, obviously, <laughs> he's obviously declined the last couple of years, but he's still really good. Um, yeah. Running backs are pretty damn good. Sony Michelle and James White's a really good pair, in my opinion. You have guys like Julian Edelman and Chris Hogan, Cord- Cordell Patterson on offense. You have some playmakers. Gronk is not the same Gronk. I think he's done pretty soon. Yeah, um, and their offensive line is I, I, would, I would I would call it below average. Trent Brown, Joe Tooney, Dave Andrews, Shaq Mason, Marcus Cannon. I think it's the offensive line you can create pressure um, on Brady. You know, with them blocking. So overall, from the offense, it's kind of the same thoughts. You have some playmakers, bad offensive line up front, but still the Patriots find ways to overcome. And Sony Michelle is balling out, and James White's a really good uh, receiving back as well. And overall, back he's still pretty good. Yeah, I mean, offensively they're still pretty good. I mean, I think now. Because I think I mean I don't know if Brady's really declining. To tell you the truth, I just think watching the games, I think teams have kind of figured out how to play him now. Particularly since they don't have a lot of talent on the outside. Uh, I mean, Edelman's mainly the inside, you know, inside guy. Chris Hogan's yeah. okay, you know, and Cortell, but you know, Cordell Patterson is just, you know, he's mainly kind of I guess you can call him a gadget guy or whatever it is. But they don't really yeah. have they don't have like a true like wide receiver one. I would call it on this team. You know, some you know somebody like that that, you know, they had Josh Gordon. Um, you know, he would have been considered you know considered that, but you know Dude, they don't that have guy, that. that guy is. He needs to get it together for sure. Um, yeah. And listen, that, I know like the mental health stuff, but I it's a, it, that's a tough line to walk. But uh, yeah, that's why I don't even talk about it because I I don't I'm know what that, yeah I don't I don't know what that dude's going through and. Mm-hmm what demons he deals with. So I don't even mess with it. Yeah. Because it, like, listen, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about his situation. There's people who they legitimately do have demons they have to deal with. And there's people who are just assholes. And I, I don't know his personal life. That's that is what it is. I'm not, right. not going to touch on that. I don't, I don't exactly. know his life. You know, exactly. so. so yeah, um, but, but that's, that's why I think, you know, the Patriots and like you said, with the profits of line, that's why they're struggling right now. You know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the thing. And now, you know, going over to the other side of the ball, you know, that's why defensively they're after a lot more plays, you know, than they usually are. So now they're getting, you know, they get kind of getting exposed, you know, 
I guess I don't want to use the word exposed, but when you're playing a lot more plays, you know, there's more opportunity for the offense to do, yeah. you know, do a lot of different things. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you look at the defense there. Front seven's decent. You got DNs like Trey Flowers, Weiss, Derek Rivers. Uh, Trey Flowers is a beast. I, I, I really like him. Uh, D-tackle, Malcolm Brown, Lawrence Guy, Danny Shelton. They have a good interior defensive end. They're okay, minus, you know, Flowers is pretty good, but other than that, it's, it's whatever. Linebackers, uh, Hightower, Van Noy, uh, Landon Roberts. It's, it's an okay front seven. It's not great. Um, the secondary is is solid too. Um, Patrick Chun, Devin McCourty is a good pair, I believe. Patrick Chun is more of a, a box type guy, and then Gilmore's yep. he's playing really really well this year. I, I think Jason McCourty is okay. Yeah, Jonathan Jones, J.C. Jackson. So it's it's a decent defense. Yeah, no, they're decent on defense. I mean, they've had a lot of cur- they've had a lot of problems with one on one coverage this year. I will mm-hmm. say that. Um, you know, because the Patriots have been trying to stop the run, they get you know get left in one-on-one coverages. Have been giving up you know a lot of plays downfield. But overall, defensively, I mean, they're still pretty good though. They're not. They're still. I would say they were. They're a little bit above average. I would is what I would say. I, yeah, I think the talent's like almost maybe like below average, but their coaching is <laughs> yeah it helps them. Um, and Marcus is taking on this episode of Cribs. Marcus, want to case to the rest of the house? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, hey, my, my, no, I, I didn't bring my charger where I used. No, usually, no, it's okay. You know, so my, my laptop was about to die. <laughs> We've done it too I knew something was happening, but okay, we'll, we're about to do the pickups. Uh, so I'm going to say I think the Jets and the Patriots are playing for a number two seed. I'm actually going to go. I'll do it a little bit different. Um, yeah, the Patriots are playing for number two seed, which means uh, you know bye week, the first week of the playoffs. So they're playing for something. They're going to play their starters. They're going to play hard. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. I think I think Donald. I think he keeps continues to play the way he does. I'm going to say 33 Patriots, 26 Jets. Mm. What was the last score? The last time they played, what was the score? Oh God! It was a, lo- a low-scoring game. The uh, last time they played, I think it was. Uh, I think it was fourteen to twenty-seven. So I'm gonna double yeah, check that. Like that, right? But they're I'm playing gonna, with Josh McCown also too, yeah. so that's a little bit different. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so I'll give them a few more points to that. Uh, and, and obviously, yeah, New England's gonna, yeah, New England's gonna have to outscore them. So yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Like 35-28, I say 35. Let's go 35-24. 35-24. Okay. Yeah, the last game was it was 27 to 13, but McCown yeah. was McCown. McDonald's right, way better yeah. than McCown at this point. It's not even close. Like at first people like beginning of the season, which I did, I still didn't agree with. People were like, oh well, you know, McCown's gonna come in now that Donald's injured, he's gonna play better, and people are gonna be more worried about Donald. And the offense was ten times worse than even when Donald was was uh was playing not as well to begin the season. Where the beginning of the season, he still so flashes, but over the last three weeks, it's been crazy. Um, so I'm saying 33-26. You're saying 35-24. Two point differential on both sides. Um, Pickums, I'm a little bit depressed. So yeah. wait, how, how how I thought we picked all the same teams last week except for one. Yeah, we did. If you if you scroll, I don't know if you're looking at the top one. You'll watch. You'll see. Um, oh, that's so, the last week. I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the last, so last week, um, I – oh, sorry. I don't know why I – hold on. Where did yeah. I screw up? Okay, yeah. So going into this yeah. going into this week, we were both, we were both 59, 43, and 1. Yeah. Um, we both picked the Chargers who lost to the Ravens. Uh, the Chargers only scored uh, 10 points, but it was 22 to 10. I picked the Texans. You picked the Eagles. Or No. Hold on, that's wrong too. Sorry, I did that score backwards. You picked the Eagles, I picked the Texans. The Eagles won 32 to, te- to 30. So the yeah. Texans lost by two. Um, the next game, we both picked the Saints. They beat the Steelers 31 to 28. 
We both picked the Chiefs, who got beat by the Seahawks, which, wow, uh, 38-31. to 31. That Chiefs defense is awful. Um, and then Monday night, this is the game where I was kind of like, oh, like I kind of feel like the Raiders, like last game in, in their stadium and all this stuff, and they, they ended up winning 27-14. So not a great week for both of us. Um, and we both picked the, uh, the, the, the Packers that Rodgers played, by the way, too. So I yeah. went two and four. <laughs> I went two and four. You went three and three, which means I'm 61, 46 and one. You are 62, 45 and one. So I'm back down one game. So I have to pull it out this week and hopefully I can get up a game or two or at least even or up a game because I don't like being behind. It sucks the whole season, but I'm close at least. So first game, we're both picking, we're both picking the Pats. Um, Next game, Sunday at 1 o'clock, this is just uh, a game for pride between two bad teams, but I thought it was going to be a good matchup. Uh, the 6-9 and nine Falcons at the 5-10 and 10 Bucks. I <sighs> don't <laughs> well, no. I guess I'm going to take the Falcons, man. Okay. Um, That's tough. Yeah, I'll That's tough. I'm going to take the Falcons, too. I can't just pick different to pick different at this point. It's too late in the season to do that. Uh, a- just because, literally because they have Julio Jones, I guess, uh, and Matt Ryan. Other than that, I don't really know. Um, so next game, the seven and eight Dolphins at the five and ten Bills. <laughs> uh, it's the Dolphins at the Bills. Yeah. Um, taking the Bills? I don't know if you're taking the Bills. I'm taking the Bills. <laughs> you taking the Bills? I'll take the Bills. D B. What should I? Gonna take the Bills. All right, I'll take the Bills. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the last time you're a little bit indecisive <laughs> with the Dolphins or the Bills and the Lions. So I'm thinking the Bills at home. I like the Bills at home. Yeah. Um Sunday at 425. This game is listen, I think so. If the Vikings lose this game, and then what's the other team in a wild card hunt right now? If the Vikings lose this game, they're out of the playoffs. And who is yeah. the guy who's the team right behind them right now? Um, um I forget who it who it is uh on that side, but if they lose, I think they're out. Or if the other team wins, I think. But they have a crappy. I think. It, I think if they win, they're in. So I'm taking the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings. Because the Bears are just playing for. They're just playing for seed. Even though I know Matt Nagy said that. Yeah, we're gonna play everybody. Okay, yeah, you're probably gonna play everybody like the first couple quarters. See, that's hard though because I want to pick the Bears, but if they don't play their players and they don't give away a lot because they're playing like they don't, they're kind of gonna play like almost like preseason football, but they don't want to give away a lot of their stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm taking the Vikings. The Vikings have to win to get in the playoffs. And the Bears, they're already in. They're just – after a certain point, I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like a coach now. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll let my guys play the first couple quarters, but then after that, like, you're done. Like, sit your ass down somewhere. Okay, we're going to go – we, we might be going back to that game. Okay, yeah. so Sunday, 425, the 7-7-1 Browns at the 9-6 and Ravens. If the Ravens – so the Ravens are winning, you're in the next games. Um, so, I think – yeah, the Ravens have to win this game, I know. So, I'm taking the Ravens all day. Who the frick can I, I, I have to Google the NFC playoff In picture. The NFC? Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Ravens all day on that one, by the way. And it's yeah. At, yeah, and it's in – yeah. Um, in the NFC, it's got to be – because the Saints are in. If Minnesota loses, I guess they get Seattle in, right? Why? So, is, that would be the only other team. Okay, yeah, so I have it. I have it up. Um, 
So right now in the hunt, oh, so if the Vikings lose this game and the Eagles win against some crappy, I think the Giants actually, um, the Vikings are out. So the Vikings, if they lose this game, are most likely out, which would be crazy. And then in the AFC, if the if the Ravens lose this game, and then the next team, uh, who we're the next team we're gonna pick, uh, if the Titans win, they're in, and maybe the Colts. Um, oh no, the Colts are already in there. Yeah, the Colts are already in there. So let's let's move on though. So the Vikings have to win. If they don't, the Eagles win. They're they're out. The next game, we're both picking the the Ravens because um, they're at home and they need to win. Because if they lose, and the Titans win, or maybe even if the the Steelers win, they're out. So they they have to win this game at home against the Browns, which is going to be yep. a game, I think. Next game Sunday night. Uh, I, this is a win and you're in. Uh, I believe for both teams. That's that's what I've heard. Uh, I don't know how the seating works out with like the strength schedule and stuff, but the. Nine and six uh, Colts at the nine and six Titans. Ooh, man, that's tough. Um, dude, that's <laughs> tough. The Colts at the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this is a tough game. This gonna be awesome. That's gonna be an awesome game on Sunday night. This is basically we're getting, no, we're getting a couple. A, we're getting a playoff game on Sunday night. That's basically what it is. Yeah, I know. Like a pre wild card. Only, only thing that makes me hesitant about not picking Tennessee is just Mariota and that his little nerve issue, man. What's today? Thursday? See, Friday, Saturday. So he's got two more days. I think he's been practicing. Hey, you have to factor all that in. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure you do. It's a quarterback, so. That's like the only thing. <laughs> you know what, man? I'm going with the Colts. Damn it. I was going to go with the Colts. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the better quarterback. So, with you yeah, taking the Colts, the I'm changing my pick for the Vikings and the Bears. I'm taking the Bears. Vikings okay. are going to miss the playoffs their first year. And the Eagles are going to get in somehow. And then Nick Foles is going to continue to start. He's going to win the Super Bowl again. And they're going to trade Wentz to the Giants. I don't know. What? <laughs> so, no, I'm kidding, I don't know. no, Joe Flacco is going to be the quarterback of the Giants next year with a third-round quarterback. So, because uh, what's the name? Her- Herbert from Oregon. Uh, he's coming he's staying. back. Yeah, he's yeah. staying. So, have fun with the Giants. You know, Giants, hey. Good decision, not taking a quarterback, whatever. You think they're going to get rid of Eli? You think it's a wrap? I don't like Eli. I don't think they are going to. I think he's going to be there for another year, but I just don't see it. I think the best the best case scenario was last year. They draft Donald. They sit him behind Eli for a year or two, and then Donald's ready to go. We saw what, ha- what happened with him sitting behind McCown for a couple of games. He came out and looked like a different player. So, yeah. I just I, – listen, I think I think Saquon Barkley in short is a generational running back. I think he and he ends up in the Hall of Fame. I'm saying that in his first year. Obviously, it's a stretch, but I think he really is that good. Um, but I'd rather take a decent quarterback over a Hall of Fame running back all day. That's just yeah. the, the no, importance of the positions. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. So, um, but okay, so both taking the Patriots, both taking the Falcons, both taking the Bills. I'm taking the Bears. You're taking the Vikings. If they like sub out Trubisky at halftime or something like that or something crazy, you got to give me some leeway on that one. Uh, we're both taking the Ravens. We're both taking the Colts. Like, the only problem with the Colts is they're so fr- – like some games look awesome and then they get shut up by the Cowboys. And then like they're just like I, – I don't – they're kind of spotty, but – yeah, they were, yeah. Add Titans I, too. Uh, yeah, it's at Tennessee. That's the only thing that's yeah. We'll be in contact. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. We're, yeah, I'm sure we're, we'll change that. I don't Cause know because I'm, I'm thinking like you because I and they're playing in Tennessee too. Yeah, that's why I'm mm-hmm. kind of like. I can't wait to watch that game. Okay, so um, hope everybody had a had a good holiday uh, season or Merry Christmas, whatever. Um, Hopefully you get you got some stuff and you're happy and all that stuff. And if uh, if you are feeling generous and in the holiday spirits, is the holidays. It's only a couple of days after Christmas. 
take two minutes, go on the podcast app, leave us a review. We greatly appreciate it. We're getting tons of listens and a good amount of views on YouTube. So if you just take, like I said, two minutes to write a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. So please do that. Um, stay safe, enjoy yourself. And we'll be back uh, probably you know, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever it may be. And that's going to be the last show of wrap up of the season. Then we're going to start getting into uh, some off season reviews. We'll most likely going to do every other week because it takes a lot more time than people think it does to write up a, a whole review of a player and actually watch all of his games and stuff like that. So, uh, but that's it. So Marcus, any other uh, last words or anything like that? No, man. Just, uh, just like you said, going on, uh... Going and uh, give us a good review if you like what we're doing, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see how how this weekend plays out. There's a lot of good games going on this weekend, so I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah. <laughs> Playoff time. I'm definitely I'm definitely excited. All right, and that's it. Uh, everybody have a have a good week.